0: As long as we have faith in our cause, I'm Mike, and unconquerable willpower, I'm Dave, salvation will not be denied us. And this is between the lines. Are you better off? This you were four years ago. This is where to go And five things in the store are going to work four, four years ago. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. And we're back.
1: Oh hi, Michael. Oh, how hello. how
0: how are you? How are you doing today? Good,
1: good. You know, I uh, yesterday was a beautiful day.
0: It was it was amazing. It was the
1: first real day of, uh, I would say, spring summer. Yeah, it was Sprummer. the first
0: the, the first actual like warm day. I think it hit ninety five or ninety six or something. See, we like don't that. get
1: spring in Pennsylvania. No. We get the day no. of spring.
0: No, we get a day of spring, and it goes right from. Uh, right from spring to summer and not only does it go right from spring to summer um sorry i have to fix my tape not only does it go right from uh, spring to summer but we also have the exact same thing that happens uh, in the other the other months where it just goes right from fall to winter we get no we get no fall in between it's, it's just yeah finter, finter and, and sprummer summer sprummer
1: <laughs> <laughs> sound like they sound like uh, Rumspringer. Yeah, or the, they're, they're like like the like the Amish. Some,
0: yeah, some uh, Pennsylvania Dutch saying or something like so, that.
1: So so I was uh, I was traveling around a bit yesterday and then headed down to uh, Lake Tobias, All which right. for those of you that are not familiar with Pennsylvania, Lake Tobias is a uh, was a private property that was converted over into like a cons- conservation yeah, think, project.
0: Uh, think think Tiger King, Pennsylvania.
1: Yes, that's basically <laughs> what it is. Nicer, nicer than yeah, Tiger King.
0: But, uh, but essentially along the same lines. So
1: I went down there, and uh, they've added some new exhibits. They've grown. They keep the place pretty nice, and they get a good patronization going on nice. there with people coming out. Nice. So it was pretty consistently. Um, but they've added some new exhibits over the last couple of years, and one of them is giraffes.
0: Oh, okay. So they've got
1: two giraffes, uh, young ones. Like one is three and one is four. or They're both around four years old. They literally like come up to you and let you feed them. I mean, really? that's. That's how interactive some of it is, which you don't usually get that kind of an experience at a regular zoo. They're usually like far off in the distance yeah, and you yeah, can wave. And glass and essentially. fences and stuff like but, that. But you know what thought occurred to me at that moment? If all men were giraffes, we would never get married. Think about that for a second. <laughs> Think about that for a second. That's all I have to say on that. The other okay. thing I thought to myself walking around all day is that, geez. The White House has a lot to do, or a lot in common with the zoo. There's tons of shit all over the place. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah just flinging poo, just flinging poo. But
1: you know, on my way back, uh, I was driving back, and I had to drive through Lewisburg, and then I it, I saw a protest. Really? I saw, a pr- yeah, it said "End Break Retarder." <laughs> I, you know, and I wanted to get out at that moment and start, you know, chanting with them: "End Break Retarder," "End Break Retarder." <laughs> like how are they allowed to use that word in, yeah in in uh, this common day I saw I saw the same protests up here in Muncie it said end break retarder you, you're driving up this way and it says it coming this way <laughs> I'm wow. done for the day folks okay. good night all right have
0: a, he'll, he'll be here all week um, you, you can email podcast at the btl dot com for any complaints <laughs> I have no money <laughs> <laughs> So um, last week, we kind of um, finished up our series on the First Amendment.
1: Kind of last week was a, kind of a mishmash, and we ended up touching on some stuff that we didn't touch
0: on the week prior. And it's always good when we touch on stuff.
1: Yeah. Not touch. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's uh, at the BTL at pod- podcast <laughs> at the BTL com. I need to show everybody today in in, Oh, okay. uh, So, I don't know if anybody can hear me. I'm gonna scream real loud. Yeah,
0: he's. This is this is what dorks
1: do. We 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 uh we buy things.
0: Dave went out and he got uh GI Joe. GI
1: Joe, see Duke. He he was an awesome dude. So
0: yeah.
1: I just thought I'd point that out there.
0: Yep. (laughs) All right, I'm done. Dave's Dave's uh Dave's a a big fan of the the GI Joes. No, yeah. I, grew I had up. them I had them as a kid.
1: I grew up with them. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. well, the eighties version of it. Yeah, the of course micros. there was there not was the sixties version yeah, of it. Yeah,
0: not the kung fu grip G. I. Yeah. Joe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I actually uh, I see I saw a um one of the one the original ones that they put out back in the sixties, it was J F K on his P T boat. Yeah. So I don't know if it was like a re release or something, but they actually did some as commemorative.
0: I heard that they were recalled, though, because he was missing half of his head. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was that too soon? Oh, Lord. Was, that's that, was horrible. that Was that bad? <laughs> well, it's like Sonny Bono. Was that
1: bad? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's why I won't go skiing. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: the Sonny Bono's uh, ski ski kids kit for kids or whatever gosh learn how to
1: fly into a tree kids
0: all men and women created by go you know the you know the thing the thing you know the thing the thing um so anyway we finished up our our discussion on the first amendment and rambled about some other things um so today um in light of upcoming memorial day and all that other stuff we thought we would talk about guns since it's at the forefront of uh, everybody's minds right now because yeah. of certain certain events um, that we we you know I I really don't like to sensationalize these kind of things when they happen because that just kind of gives yeah. if if you read um, it, it, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about briefly I'll just explain there was a shooting in Buffalo um, that was a, a Apparently, in, in all um, you know, aspects and, and, and on face value, it looks like it was racially motivated. And um, uh, some people lost their lives. And the s- sicko uh, that, that did said atrocity, uh, was, I- I- if you read his manifesto, he wanted attention. So I'm not going to give that to him. So, no. Not going to say his name and I'm not gonna give them any more attention than we already have. Um, however, uh, it's in these times where things like this happen that um, the debate, so to speak, on, uh, on firearms in the United States and the Second Amendment starts to uh, come to the front of society. So um, we decided that today we would talk about uh, the Second Amendment. We here at Between the Lines are not shy of our support for the Second Amendment. I, am um, myself, am a bit of a Second Amendment absolutist, as, as, as I am a First Amendment absolutist. Um, I do agree that we, as a society, have carved out some exceptions for free speech, and I will also agree that we, as a society, have carved out some exemptions for um, the Second Amendment and bearing arms, as it were.
1: Well, I think um, a lot of the challenge with the Second Amendment is kind of um, diluting or getting rid of some of the um, preconceived notions of what it means to be a supporter of the Second yeah, Amendment. Yeah. Because, you get, I mean, we'll get into it in a little while here, but yeah. they these were some really intelligent folks that decided that it was necessary to have this these weren't these weren't people in pickups driving around yeah. with confederate flags yeah. these weren't um you know, you know what i mean yeah. i'm trying to no, cuz he- a lot of people they get this weird idea in their head that it's all
0: well because it there's been a lot of propaganda on both sides of the debate yeah and one of the pieces of propaganda that happens on the gun control side of the debate is they tend to depict people that are pro-second amendment as pickup truck driving rednecks like you said with with coveralls on with no shirt and wearing you know a MAGA hat waving it there are a few of flag. those there oh, are. don't get me wrong <laughs> those exist yeah but for every for every person that they depict like that there's an equal um i could even go into the um y- you know the the hemp clo- the hemp jacket wearing blue haired uh ultra ultra liberal piercings all over their face tattooed I could I could do the stereotype yeah. on the other side yeah. as well, you know what I mean? And and neither of those are true. That's not the majority on the left, and the and and Bubba isn't the 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 majority on the right. So um, we're not one of those kind. But I myself, I'm a little bit of an extremist when it comes to the Second Amendment because I've I've done a lot of research over the years, and I know what the intention of the second amendment was and i got news for you it wasn't hunting yeah um so yeah. yeah um let's uh we 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 tend to we tend to really really like the second amendment here at the uh at between the lines so we're, we kind of sensationalize it a little bit so long, long man. a
1: well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the
0: people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Mm. I mean, that's I, sexy. Yeah. That's sexy right I there. felt
1: sweat rolling down the tip of my nose <laughs> on that one.
0: So, yeah, as as was said, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed.
1: But, you know, it's you just... That is such a short statement, but think about how much back and forth yeah. went into grafting that statement.
0: And it's, and it's all because of this comma right here. Yep. This comma, for those of you that are watching on the video, this comma right here is is the subject of all the debate. Um, there's the folks that believe that that comma means that they were just taking a breath, that they were just... That was a pause for dramatic emphasis, and it wasn't separating the two clauses, which, uh, it, to to break it down, um, a well-regulated militia. So, in 1776, I don't know how many people know about this, there was a little skirmish, um, just a, a little, um, you know, some people weren't getting along. Uh, a war was fought between the United States and England. And... The majority of the soldiers that fought in said war were militia. Yeah, they weren't um, what they would have called regular regular soldiers or regular. They militia. didn't have. They were a regular militia. Yeah, exactly. Or regular we were just a ragtag. We, yeah, we were we were colonists. Yeah, um, and and um, there was a, a tyrannical force um, that came on shore and wanted to take our. Believe you me, the Revolutionary War was fought over guns. Yeah, um, the 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 Lexington and Concord, the shot heard around the world, were English soldiers marching to a local um, muni- munition stash to take the firearms away from the people so that they couldn't defend themselves. Yeah, and that's how the Revolutionary War started. That yep. was the last straw, and um, that the rest is history. Um, and now we, now we. Now we're here. Now we have hamburgers and deep-fried Oreos. Woohoo! That was so, what it's all about. <clears throat> the well-regulated militia you that I got Twinkies. Yeah, exactly. Um the well-regulated militia part that was because um you know, being necessary to the security of a free state. That was them saying we have to have the the people have to have arms because they have to be able to secure their state against a tyrannical federal government that was essentially what they were saying there they just got finished fighting a bloody war for two years um you know to to win to win this war and they they wanted the people to have the ability to defend themselves then that's the first clause a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state pause that comma in there is separating two separate thoughts it's saying a well regulated militia is necessary to the security of a free people or a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed so it's saying it doesn't say the right of the militia it doesn't say the right of the army Yep. it doesn't say the right of the hunter it says the right of the people to keep and bear that's that's important, too, because the keep and bear means not only is it legal for you to have the weapons, it's also legal for you to use the weapons, to bear them, to, to, to show them, to mm-hmm. say, hey, uh, back the F off, you know, um, shall not be infringed. That, that part, I think, is the part that is stepped on the most, shall not be infringed. What does that mean? It shall not be infringed. What's an infringement? an infringement is a um like a it's an injury against something or someone an infringement upon your right to do something um it's a it's it's an attack against your right to do something and i think that um i think our second amendment has uh has been pretty infringed yeah. <laughs> upon over the years
1: well it's because there's been in light of the increase of violence or rather the um glorification of violence i don't know how else to point put it you know in in the united states there's been this sudden thinking that you know that is the core reason why all this is happening and i think i think that's where a lot of people's minds go but you know it's it's you know it's it's like with the shooting in buffalo you know there's there was an announcement that supposedly the somebody had talked about possibly suing Remington over this whole thing. It's like, well, Remington didn't shoot the people. No, they made a tool. It would be no different than me suing Ford for some guy that stole a a Ford F one hundred and fifty and drove down a bunch of people. In fact, what was that thing that happened? Was it in Michigan? What remember? not too long ago, there was a guy who drove down a
0: bunch of people. Oh, that's happened quite a bit. That happened in Charleston. Yeah. Uh, that happened. I think you, like you're talking about, I think it happened in Michigan. There was an incident in Florida where somebody just took a car and yeah. drove it through. So why not start
1: suing the manufacturers for creating a exactly. potentially lethal weapon? You exactly. know, it's, it's like, you know, at some point you have to stop blaming the tool and start blaming the people behind the tool.
0: Yeah. And there, there is an argument, to be made that we need to to focus more on mental health oh i i agree in this country yeah that, that
1: that's that's a whole thing by itself is that you know one of the things that they're starting to look at now is you know you know i'll give you for instance uh one of the guys that's running for governor in the state of pa shapiro um not a fan of him just because my estimations, he's probably no different than Wolf in a lot of things he stands on. Um, that being said, um, it, it's been recorded that his stance on guns is that people should have the right to own and bear arms. However, he believes in stronger enactment of, I don't know if the enforcement of what's there or putting more laws in place. We all know that putting more laws in place does absolutely jack shit. Yes. It's we already have enough laws in the book that if the authorities would just act on them, then we probably would have less of the issues that we do. Plus, the other thing of it is, is that you know we always get to these these climax points where there's a major shooting like Virginia Tech or yep. or now in you know uh, the shooting um, in you know in Buffalo. In other instances, we, we can name off a them. Well, there were actually
0: uh, it, there over the weekend that the Buffalo shooting happened. There was actually two other shootings. Yeah. that weekend. And they they don't get the they don't get the sensationalism. One was at a church in Texas or California. Can't remember which. I'll I'll look that yeah, up. Yeah, was quick. that
1: no? There was one in California where the the pastor or the it was a yeah
0: they tackled him or or and they held him. Yeah, it was pretty, he was a pretty, Chinese yeah, pastor. crazy. Well, it was and, and doctor too. Surprise, w- you know. the reason why it didn't get the media coverage, in my opinion, is because it was an Asian shooter who attacked an Asian church. Yeah, it doesn't fit the. Doesn't it fit doesn't the fit the narrative, and just that's, like when that when that uh, when the black gentleman um, sat outside of Capitol Hill or whatever it was 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 that him there was a there was a black gentleman that that made threats or shot some people or or got caught with a bunch of guns you didn't hear anything about that because it, yeah. it, it didn't Yeah I fit remember
1: the, a situation back in was it the early 90s maybe early 2000s where the guy um black gentleman that had a previous uh, service record he served in the military and was a sniper
0: oh yeah the the dc shooter yeah he was, it was basic, right after 911 he
1: was basically just willy nilly just squared he had stations. a van he had a son with him when yep. this was all Leroy happening Leroy roy malvo that was that was a people were freaked out about that well, rightfully so cuz it was happening in very like benign, suburban neighborhoods Yeah, in gas stations gas like stations. people would be pumping gas that's exactly
0: what it was is they would hide in the trunk of their car and, um, and they had the license plate fixed where they cut a hole in the trunk of the car so they could lay down prone in the trunk of the car and stick the gun barrel out the back of the car so nobody could see them aiming, and then they would just shoot and then drive away. I
1: never read up whatever happened to him. He died. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, I think,
0: I think he was put to, he was put to death, and uh, okay. the, the boy is still in prison.
1: Yeah, it was premeditated. You no, know,
0: they planned it out. I mean, for they planned it out for months. The too. thing
1: it was is, never knew if it was premeditated. You know, like specific people or premeditated. Just we're gonna pick somebody at random.
0: I'm. I'd have to go back and look. I don't want to speak too much without yeah. without actually doing the research. But I'm pretty sure it was racially motivated. Okay. Meaning he was targeting Caucasian. He was targeting white people. Gotcha. Um, which I, mean, more, I could be completely off on that, but my, I'm going by my memory. I mean,
1: moral of the story is is that in each of these situations, mental illness can be pointed to with every oh, one yeah. of these situations. And one of the things that – what I started to say is that, you know, we've reached these climaxes, these points where these situations happen, but yet we never do anything proactive about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we know that there's people out there that are posting stuff on their Facebook pages and people are out there posting stuff in Twitter – people that are posting stuff on their websites or
0: people, you Ritchie know, you signaling yeah. but without any actual, but I mean, not, substance.
1: not like, not like benign stuff. Like, you know, if you do that to me again, I'm going to kill you. You know, not yeah. stupid statements like that, but more like, you know, people talking, people have, have a history of having put in false threats to schools. You know, I'm talking more of a specific age group here, you know, and then we just let those kids go and and then we find out after the fact the FBI had a dossier opened on them and never did anything about it well, and just let the, it sit
0: even the buffalo the buffalo kid um he was he had threatened to do a he wrote a paper um and again i i'm I don't want to talk too much about him, but he wrote a paper about how he wanted to be a lone wolf shooter, yeah. And he got turned into the FBI and they, they let him go. He was, he was, um, he was taken into, uh, custody for a psychiatric evaluation and was held for a 72 hour hold and they ran psyche valves on him and he was found to be perfectly, perfectly sane, perfectly mentally fit. He was introverted. Um, you know, you can see his test scores in his manifesto and all that stuff, um, But they had him. Yeah. They had him. They had him in custody. They were on the FBI. He he was on the FBI's watch list. But again, because of the fortunate justice system that we had, that we do have in this country without him actually committing. Yeah. It's all rhetoric.
1: It's not minority report.
0: It's all. Yeah. It's all rhetoric until something actually happens. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. But at the same time. Sometimes you say things that you don't mean. Yeah. And and even if you do mean them, you, you'll never act out. And I'm like, oh, there's plenty of times where I've – maybe I don't say it out loud, but I've thought, man, I just want to deck this guy or could, something. But I don't do it, but I think it. So if I – you know, you have to be given the benefit of the doubt that you're not actually going to – I mean, take a look at people when they say these things, but – he, he, he checked all the boxes and they let him go because he was
1: at the same time. It's like, can you make a a true evaluation of somebody within 72 hours? When you think about it, it's like, you know, here's, here's my thought on it. If, if you're a person that has done enough now, granted the, the thing that we gotta be careful with, with watching people and watching what they do and is that it starts to cross a line in terms of privacy. But when you cross a certain line of your private life into public life and in terms of let me make an example, I'm I'm private up until the point that I make a public threat. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I get you. So what I'm getting at is that I would have wanted to know and maybe they did do this because I don't know all the details. But what I would want to know in a situation like that is who are his accountability pieces? What are his accountability pieces after he leaves the 72 hour interview? Because we're not going to be able to get a full evaluation of somebody on this. But if somebody hits enough markers to warrant being taken in at least for 72 hours to be taken a look at, shouldn't that then necessitate on some level some type of probation almost? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not talking arrest. I'm not talking put the kid in cuffs.
0: Or at least a red flag on his record. Yeah. Like something that says, hey, you know, because it's not like he he said – like I like the example I gave. It's not like he says, "Man, I really want to deck that guy." He wrote he wrote a whole paper on how so, something about being a school shooter was a good thing, and that how he wanted. I, I don't I don't remember the whole the whole thing about it, but all I know is is that it was it was egregious enough to where they wanted to take a look at it. Yeah. Um. So that should have at least put a red flag, so that when this kid goes out to buy said AR fifteen, then you, you know, that red flag comes up and that says, Hey, this kid said that he was gonna be a school shooter or a lone wolf or something along those lines, whatever the rhetoric was that he uses, whatever the verbiage was, they can they can say, Hey, you know, this kid said these things, maybe we should um, maybe we should hold off on giving him this weapon or make him make him have a, a three-day waiting period or a seven-day waiting period, I really don't think anything that you do is going to matter. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Here's, here's, my, here's my take on it. I really don't think that there's anything that you're going to be able to do to stop this without, without completely taking away other people that follow the law, uh, without taking law-abiding citizens' rights to defend themselves away. I don't see how we we do anything to fix this problem without just completely banning firearms, and that complete that opens up a uh, an entirely different can of worms where yeah. then it becomes like Mad Max where yeah. only the criminals have guns because let's be honest, gangs and and people that even even you know any any kind of gun nut that that doesn't believe in gun laws. Anybody that doesn't follow the law is not going to follow yet another gun law.
1: Well, it's just it's just the argument that when, you know, if people are going to commit crimes, they're going to find means by which to commit them. So it's not – there's never going to be any end-all, be-all restriction against people unless you sedate everybody and put them in tubes and, you know, keep them – Yeah, because <laughs> – You know what I mean?
0: It's – I mean heroin has been illegal – since yeah since for, we, for 50 years and at we least. still have spikes and we still have problems with heroin yeah getting into the, so guns are not going to be any different
1: I think my my thing is though is with regards to these instances that are happening I I guess my question would be is who are their parents yeah who who's that's why I started to say about accountability pieces is that who is it that this person touches base with on a day-to-day basis in some capacity you know, there's got a, Is there a guardian? Is there a parent or there multiple parents? Is there siblings? You know,
0: who's responsible for who's
1: responsible for this person? Because and I think that's what more what I was getting at is that, you know, you do your 72 hour review based off of red flags that came up. And I guess was some of that due to the fact that they saw the manifesto posted?
0: Well, uh, the, the manifesto was after the fact. So so, he, so
1: that was all released after the incident. He,
0: he released it right before he, he okay. went to do so it. So that would have had. But be, he like like I said, he wrote an entire paper and turned it in to school. Yeah. At, you know, saying, hey, this is the benefits of being a lone wolf shooter or something like yeah. that. And they flagged it and the police were involved and questioned him. And all he said was, oh, it was a joke. I was just being silly and.
1: How old was he again?
0: He was he was 18. He's eight, 18 when he did the shooting. So, so he was, I think, 17 when he wrote the paper, something like that. Gotcha. But at any rate, he wrote the paper. Yeah. You, you know, and, and then they, they, they released him. Now, again, I understand the emotional reaction to this. I completely get why people are upset that this even happened. And his ideology... I, I do want to touch on that for for a yeah. second. That that replacement sh- theory bullshit that that he's spouting is absolute bullshit. I don't know if you're familiar.
1: I I've read touched a little bit on it, but if you want to talk about it, yeah. A little I just
0: bit. I just one. I want to say that I don't know anybody. I don't know because the 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 talking point is now that it, that's a, that's a conservative. It's a conservative conspiracy theory that's that's like well known. In in Republican circles, and I consider my, I don't consider myself a Republican, but I consider myself a conservative, and I think that that theory is is garbage, for one, like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, so the theory is that birth rates amongst white people, um, all over the world, are declining. Um, so there are more white people dying than are being born. And the opposite is true for people of color. More people of color are being born than are dying. Unless you're in New York City, that's a completely different argument. Um, so the theory is by 2050, American or white white Americans will no longer be the majority. And I still think that's bullshit argument. For one, right now, I, I don't think the numbers are right because right now white people in America account for roughly like 80% of the population, and next is African Americans with like 13%, and then Hispanics with, it just keeps getting lower and lower and lower, like 8%, 10%, 2%. So that's a big gap to fill. What I think what they're trying to say is white people will no longer be the majority, but that doesn't mean that african-americans or black people are going to end up being the majority it's just that the majority of people in the united states won't be white by 2050
1: well not for anything but even if even if it were
0: even even if
1: statistically historically numerically mathematically it was true that's still not a basis for going after a yeah. particular group of people,
0: and, and even if it were true, even it, let, let's actually let's just take the assumption that that is actually what's going to happen.
1: Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. It's right. really I mean, what it boils down to. I think. I think the. You know the, the idea. You know, if you look at his manifesto, the kid threw like a bunch of statistical graphs and you know just birth rates and percentages over certain periods of years and different i mean this kid was no joke he was getting this information through so through through some channel i mean i know that the the one the one thing is everybody's trying to point that he was doing this because of some outside influence and to some extent yes because there was there was an ideology at work that was convincing him to do this but at the same time um, very explicitly in the manifesto itself, he doesn't credit this to anything except himself. Yeah, very explicitly.
0: Very explicitly. So he's I think not a, so it says it says he's not a Republican, he's not a Democrat yeah. because they're both the same thing, and they're he's not a he's not a conservative because conservatism is just corporatism in disguise. He considers considers himself. A mild to moderate authoritarian left is the way that he put it. So I would say that that would put him in the – he doesn't like communism, so that would put him just just to the right of communism, but he also doesn't like capitalism – so he's—I mean—he's a fascist. Is what it is. He's—he's yeah. he's all out. He's a national socialist. He's a fucking Nazi. Is yeah. Is what he is.
1: Well, his mentality on things. Yeah. He is.
0: He's a—he's a national socialist. And when I say national socialist, what I mean by that is—is is he's an ethnocentric, uh, you know, leftist national socialist Nazi white supremacist douchebag. Not for anything, but this is one reason
1: why we've got to be careful in our society today with throwing terms around Yeah, because when you actually meet somebody that is exemplifying and living these type of ideals, yeah, you won't be able to really recognize it'll be another Boyd cried wolf situation because I think that's again, what we're running into is that we have such a abstraction going on or an obfuscation of what, criteria is to be met to really identify somebody as such you know it's like if you take an actual if you take Himmler from World War II and stick him up in that against you know some QAnon person you know let's say for instance are there differences between the two people that you can recognize that say to you well this QAnon guy's just nuts versus Himmler who's cognizant of what he's doing oh, absolutely. but also nuts in one respect but I would take I would take you know what some I mean?
0: dumb redneck carrying a tiki torch in charlottesville yeah. over actual fucking nazis exactly any day of the week
1: and the real the ones that had you know cuz you know there were ones that did it just because they were told to do it and then there were ones yeah. that did it because they were the ones engineering the whole yep. landscape of what this was going to look like But I
0: always I always do make the make the thing just following orders is, you know, and I'm sure that you feel the same way, but just following orders is not an excuse. No. And, and I feel the same way about police officers today. Like what happened with George Floyd, everybody knows that that was wrong. Yeah. All you got to do is watch the video and there's there's no justification for that. No. So anybody that, anybody that sticks up for that kind of behavior and says, oh, he was just following orders— I don't. I don't think. No. I don't think those were his orders. No. You know. You know what I mean. Yeah. I don't think those were the orders. I think he did that on his own. And 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 if you if you agree with what happened, and I don't know any police officers. I I know a lot of cops. You know a lot of cops. And I've heard them talking about it. I don't know any police officers that agree, that, that think that what Derek Chauvin did was appropriate policing.
1: No, and it's such a small, the ones that usually get highlighted in these situations, it's such a small percentage. Yeah. Like, it's a very minute percentage, you know, not to go back in the whole police officer thing, but, you know, it's it's a very small percentage of overall police officers that get highlighted in the news for instances like this. And that's what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, we've got to be careful not to just throw this term around that every you know, it's like back in the 60s, you know, cops are pigs and fascists, yep. you know, yep. that whole line that used to be thrown out. And we know better than that. We know because we know them personally. Yeah. We there's, there's, there's not a single person in the United States, I would say, to some extent, that doesn't have some kind of familiarity with somebody or someone or a relative or a friend that's in law enforcement or was in law enforcement. We know the person. We know that they're a decent human being, and we know that they would never do anything like that or be okay with something like that and what i'm trying to get at is that we got to be careful we've got to be absolutely careful with with terminology that we throw around today it's like anymore today when you get into arguments with people they immediately throw the racist argument out at you you're yes. a racist because you believe that it's like i'm not a racist i never did anything to anybody i never had any desire to do anything to anybody and if i saw somebody doing something like that to somebody else i would have a problem with it so, but they don't accept that. They just throw the term around willy-nilly. So they're creating this environment in which people immediately are labeled, you know, just because of some disagreement that they
0: have. Or and and the the ironic part of that is is that's going to leave an impression on whoever it was that yeah. you're, you're you're accusing of being racist. They're going to have that impression in their head now, and maybe they will now have. Bigoted or or racist thoughts. Now, oh well, every black people always call me racist. You know yeah. what I mean? So you're just breeding. Well, excuse me, you're just breeding that that environment. It's
1: to the other piece side of that too is that the people that are using this language willy nilly with regards to people are convincing themselves
0: that this is the case too. That too, and, and there 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 should be the point made that a lot of people that are hurling this this racial epithet around are rich white liberals yeah they're not you know all the people that are walking around saying that's racist that's racist that's racist in fact the rich white liberal women is yeah. is, is the majority of the people that are saying i mean thing. there's of
1: course a mix of people sure, in that equation but but by and large but yeah i get what you're saying yeah
0: you know statistically the median average of the people that are saying these things are rich white suburban yeah entitled privileged yeah white liberal women
1: so it's the pot calling the kettle black exactly is what it exactly. is exactly
0: that's why uh bill burr has that joke uh about how they just kind of skipped over the escalator like they were on the escalator to to, yeah. to oppression or whatever it was and the white women just all of a sudden just jumped the line and jumped into the oppression yeah. line and acted like like they're oppressed and that they're in and bill burr's like you were standing here next to me you know, talking talking as the white man or yeah. whatever. He's like, you were standing here next to me the whole time, enjoying your white privilege and all this other stuff. You're not gonna jump the line now. We're oppressed with, with your, our Starbucks and yeah, I with, right with your Starbucks cup and your Prada bag, and jump over and call me an oppressor, an, an oppressor when you were sitting in the hot tub with me the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> you, you yeah. Know what I mean,
1: well, it just goes to show is that mental illness comes in different forms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And uh, I would say mental illness in this day and age are people that are actually entitled but don't label themselves <laughs> entitled. But
0: How dare you!
1: But, you know, at the same time, I, I th- back to my original statement, I think we've gotten too flippant with, you know, throwing terminology around. Um, so that, again, coming back to this situation with um, this, this kid who decided that in his mind the ideology the ideology that he was subscribing to met made enough sense to him oh to, he thought he was a warrior yeah to qualify this this activity
0: yeah like he thought that he was in fact it said in his manifesto that he someday he would be regarded as a hero and and all this like he mm. was delusional yeah he was delusional and they to all an are and degree
1: well i mean if he do i mean all the serial killers all the what was the one I was listening to? There's actually there's an interesting podcast on um, mind mind of a murderer, okay, which is pretty interesting. She just there she's a psychologist, PhD, and she goes through and she interviews actual people that were involved in these cases way back in the day. And there was a case out in California, up in the northern part of California, where there was this serial killer, two of them actually, that ended up in the same town working in tandem with each other. Oh wow. And she actually interviews the police officer from back in the 70s or 80s that was the lead on this case. And some really heartbreaking stuff that you hear about, you know, in these situations, people just disappearing, you know, and, you know, just some real crazy stuff. But the more you start to dig into it and you start to dig into the mentality of these people, they start to talk about what's cool about is they had actual interviews still on cassette tape. In archives that they were able to to pull out and replay these back. Now they're hard to decide. They're real hard to listen to sometimes because of the quality of them. But you start to hear why they were doing this. They they sound like very normal, temperate, down to earth. You know, very like even keeled type of people. But they're out of this world bat shit crazy bat shit crazy and they were talking about how one of the reasonings why they were doing this is that they believed that in order to stave off the end of the world they had to kill very particular people that they mm. were that were brought to their attention mm. so it was like they would talk about voices talking in their heads and you know all this kind of stuff but what, what i'm getting at is that um these people think that they're saving the world these like you just said this guy thought he was a hero yeah You know, these people get this idea that, you know, you know, I'm, I'm saving my next door neighbor because I'm killing my other next door neighbor, you know, that type of mentality. So,
0: which is the, the mentality that they had in 1930s Germany. Like, yeah, you were, you turned, you turned in your Jewish neighbors because you thought that you were,
1: yeah. And even if you weren't the one doing it yourself, it was no different because you knew yep. exactly what was going to happen to that person. You There yep. was no illusions. There was no misgivings as to what was going on. Well, People they're just, knew.
0: They're just taking them to a farm yeah. out in the country and where they can be free with all yeah, the other Jews. Yeah, in their own commune. With all yeah. the other Jews. Yeah. You know? and That's all they're doing. Their showers and their yeah, they're furnaces. Just, they're just showering them and feeding them. That's yeah. all they're doing. It, it, it's good for but them. But it's like,
1: it's like that. What's that one thing you learn in psychology class? That one instance up in. Was it was it Boston or New York, some New England city where there was an apartment complex and then there was like a courtyard. So envision that. And then it was late at night and there was a woman walking down and she got attacked and raped and killed. Um, There were people sticking their head out the window watching. They heard this happening, but every other person thought the next person was going to do something about it.
0: And nobody
1: ever did anything about it. And it's used as a case study, but it's just this mentality. What I'm saying is going back again to this kid, back to the accountability piece, how many people stuck their head out the window, heard what this kid was saying, watched, or maybe glanced across his table or his desk in his room and saw something he was reading or saw something and never like said, Hey, I just wanted to ask you what got you interested in this? Yeah. You know, not like interrogation or anything, but just out of curiosity, asked him, you know, a parent, you know, a parent of all people, if they became aware of anything like that or a relative or somebody that was in close contact with this kid would have had some kind of a question as to what's going on. Now, I get a little different of a situation with an adult because an adult can kind of sequester themselves and yep. put themselves in a place where nobody else can really see them, touch them, smell them, whatever. You know, I can get the the anonymity factor of those type of situations, but with an 18-year-old, that 18-year-old was still living at home, was he not?
0: Uh, as far as I know.
1: So somebody, somebody saw that person on a day-to-day basis. Now, I'm not saying that that person's guilty for what that kid did. I'm just saying that where is the disconnect where we're missing out on identifying these weird flags that would tell any normal person there's something not right with that person like we were talking about the last couple of weeks ago we you know we talked about you know those really distinguishable flags with kids that are going around killing the neighborhood pets and yeah, all that kind yeah, of thing like you, serial killer you, you know red, what i mean flag. there's things that are like hmm that's not normal yep. yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean so i again i'm not blaming the parents i'm not saying the parents are directly responsible for this i'm just saying that there's got to be some level of interest in what's going on in these... You know, there there should be something. There should have been something. Something, whether it be small or grandiose, that would have, you know, gotten these people to start asking questions.
0: Well, I mean, I really don't know. I really don't know what more the FBI or any of the things could have done in this case. I get that. Because, I mean, they did. They yeah. checked all the boxes. They, they did their due diligence, but they... At a certain point, without, with without something more, without yeah. with, with without something less than circumstantial, what 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 are what are they actually going to do? Like, what are? Did they-
1: he have a prior record of any crimes? Like whether they be misdemeanors or minor felonies or anything I like think,
0: that. I think I think he did but I don't I I can't say for sure. So
1: nothing super concrete.
0: Nothing that there was. if there were crimes um nothing that we would have Yeah, nothing that would have constituted anything. Yeah. Y- you know, um maybe some suspensions from school, fights, stuff like that but I I I don't know. Nothing nothing crazy that I've that I've read anyway. Most yeah. of, most of the stuff that I've seen is, is just normal, you know, normal kid stuff.
1: So, I, I know we got off on that, but we want to go back to... No, I
0: mean, the the, the reason we bring that up is because, um, you know, um, there's going to be calls to action um, in involving the, um, the Second Amendment. And people are going to be calling for gun control and things like that. So, we wanted to preface... You know why we're doing, um, why we're we're kind of doing the uh, the show that we're doing, and why we're covering the Second Amendment because it's it's going to be in the forefront of of everybody's minds.
1: Well, interesting enough, right after the Buffalo shooting, there was actually a guy that was interviewed, and I wish I could pull it up. Um, I don't have it here in front of me, but there was a gentleman that was interviewed that actually was a witness to the crime. Um, and he actually, it was an older gentleman, and he made the statement that if more people were carrying, there's a good chance that this probably would have never happened. Um, and you know, again, I don't, I don't believe in forcing on people the necessity carry. I, I know there was, wasn't there a city we, we had talked about this, a city back in the, was it the 1800s or early 1900s? They required. He required it. And then what was it that statistically crime dropped crime to like almost dropped a like nil,
0: almost nothing.
1: So I mean, from that perspective, I don't. I think it was a town in Georgia. Yeah, I don't. I don't think people should be required to carry. But I, yeah. th- I don't. I think the other end of the stick is that. To to make it. Um,
0: I really they I I really don't think there should be as many restrictions on carrying. Yeah. As what there is. Yeah. I I do agree with a constitutional carry. I I do believe it, it. It's it says, keep and bear arms. Yeah. So right in there, you should be able to bear arms. You should be able to carry firearms with you wherever you go. Yeah. It's right there, and I think that's going to be the next. Um, that's going to be the next fight. Um, the the next Supreme Court fight is the a per are are like gun control. Blah, 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 our concealed carry permits constitutional. Yeah because now you're having to ask the government for permission to bear arms. That seems like an infringement to me. Yeah. I'm all about I mean obviously okay, let me let me preface with this. Something has to be done. We we have to do something in this country because gun violence is obviously on the rise. Yeah.
1: Um well just violence in general.
0: Violence and in I, general and I think
1: that's what we whenever we go into these type of discussions or whenever anybody discusses, we always say gun violence, but it's just violence. And in, in you're right. Violence in general I mean,
0: right now is going
1: up. I mean, who cares if they used
0: a... A baseball bat or yeah, a gun. Yeah, or
1: a spatula or yeah. a frying pan to yep. kill the person. I, mean, I mean, this is hilarious. I wouldn't say it's hilarious, but there was a person that I was vaguely aware of that... Uh, um, We heard of in the news in in the area that ended up beating somebody over the head with a hammer. So should we outlaw hammers (laughs) as a result of that crime? So, you you know what I mean? So the, the point of it is, is that violence, violence in general is on the rise. And I think we need to address that piece, not not whether it's being done with a gun not whether it's being done with a knife, not whether it's being done with a Ford Bronco. You know, it's how, why is violence happening? Why are people suddenly driven to the point where um, they feel that this is necessary? I just saw, there was something in news down in South Florida recently. There was Florida. Florida. Uh, guy, road rage incident. There was a guy driving some truck and then a guy on a motorcycle. And he had his wife on the, the back of the motorcycle. And the guy's name who was driving the truck was named Riviera, Rivera, and he had a history. He already had a history, like a criminal record history. I can't remember what for. I didn't read too much into it. But anyways, basically the guy made them pull off to the side of the road, and he pulled a knife on him. And he started, you know, they were arguing, dropping F-bombs back and forth, because this guy's a big biker dude. I mean, he's no, like, pushover by no means. But Rivera walked up to him, pulled a knife on him and like took a swipe at him and the guy pulled his gun and held him he basically like said, put the knife down. Put the knife down. And there were other witnesses. His wife was actually videotaping the whole thing and yep. the guy was cleared of the entire situation sure. because
0: as should and be.
1: the sheriff actually praised the guy's control in that situation because he didn't he it could have ended oh, up a he would have been
0: well within his rights to have yeah eliminated yeah the threat.
1: Because the guy literally like went up and yep. like cut him, like, or tried to at least. I mean, there was no if, answer but. And then the guy acts like a complete douchebag and goes up on his phone and starts calling somebody says, oh, 911. He calls 911. This fucktard <laughs> calls 911 after he just tried to stab somebody and is like, oh, yeah, a guy just pulled a knife on me. And see, that narrative right there is kind of like the national narrative. Yeah. Is that you've got people trying to stab you. And somebody's pulling a gun in defense, but yet they're the ones that are calling 911 to call. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So that I think that's something to keep in perspective is that, you know, I'm just trying to defend myself. Yeah, I have a gun and that guy only had a knife, but that guy could have done as much damage as I could have done oh, had I given him the opportunity.
0: Is that, is that knife any less deadly because I have a gun? Yeah. If he stabs me with that knife, am I going to die any less because I had the gun? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. I remember there was a really dumb comedy book years ago that somebody grabbed one time. It said, A Thousand and One Ways to Kill Somebody with a Straw. Yeah. And number one was to shoot him.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, <laughs> you yeah, know, it was just it was just a joke book. But, you know, it's yeah. just, the idea is is that, you know, there you can find, if you have the will, you can find a way. So if you want to kill somebody, you can kill somebody. Oh,
0: we've been we've as a species we've been killing each other. That's like the that's the thing that we're best best at at is killing other humans. That's what we do best. We found like we can kill more humans than any other humans in history. Yeah, like it's 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 insane how how we've become self exterminating. And, and and proud of it yeah and and that is weird and that's
1: the piece that that piece that piece right there needs to be looked at hardcore why are people why is the anger level so high in the country to where people get to this point well the last couple of years haven't helped I'll tell you that no. much you know with with the division the division news and the division yeah the, media, the divisiveness
0: from politics and everything the media plays a big part in it because they keep us arguing with each other and and keep us fighting each other instead of talking to each other. Yeah. And they tell, like, and, and again, I, I hate to say it to all of our conservative listeners, but Fox News is guilty of doing the oh, same yeah. thing. They say all the right things to get you angry, yep. and they point the finger at the other side so that you think the other side is the enemy because it's good for ratings, and then they, and then all the coverage that you get from Fox News is all geared towards how the how the enemy is wrong, yeah. how the other side is wrong, yep. and look at all the look at all the bad things that the other side's doing. And CNN, to all of our liberal listeners, I'm sorry, but CNN and MSNBC and all the those on those side are not any better. They do the same They do thing. the same exact thing. Just f- flip the coin and reverse it and everything that the Republicans do, they're the enemies. They're well, racist. It's, it's they're, such vitriol. I mean yeah. there's
1: there's it's not even like misreporting anymore. It's just sheer vitriol that yeah. is being spewed out into the public sphere as and if twist. it's
0: news. And there's twists. Yeah. There's twist on both sides. They'll take a they'll take a story and if if the story is um you know there there was always the joke where um and it can be used no matter what side it is the republicans could cure cancer and and the headline the headline in the new york times would be um republicans put all oncologists out of work
1: yeah yeah you know and there yep. would
0: be a, there'd be a way to spin it to yep. make it bad and the and and it could be the other way around yeah. you could say um you know the the democrats uh, f- f- pushed a bill or funded a bill that ended up curing cancer and the and and Fox News would say, you know, uh, Democrats put oncologists. Yeah, up. it could go both ways.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, the problem is, is, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks, freedom of press, but with freedom comes responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that's a, and I think that's one of the things that we want to kind of highlight here this morning, too, is. We believe hardcore in a person's ability to defend themselves, whether it be with a gun, a knife, a stick, a Ford Bronco or whatever it is. You know, it's like that story I talked to you about last week where that guy was it was late at night. The guy was driving down the road. The underpass. They were about to drive under a car coming the opposite way. It just passed them, and then the car in front of them stopped. So the guy had no exit. He couldn't go reverse. He couldn't go into oncoming traffic. But three people stopped their car yep. and jumped out, and they were about to hijack him. He he had one choice. Yep. So he he just gunned it and like almost hit one of the guys and took the door off of the other car but he was safe as a result of it Yep. so point is is that whatever means by which you need to take to defend yourself if you're in the right it doesn't matter what the tool is it just matters the fact that somebody was trying to harm you and you took actions you know to do so to to defend yourself or whoever else is there with you
0: yep and and I always use the example uh, or the 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 quote that whenever you're in trouble, the police are minutes away when seconds matter.
1: Yeah. So, yes,
0: you can call the police, but you may not have time for them to get there and save your life. And there's Supreme Court precedent that says that the police have no obligation to save your life. Yeah. That's not what their job is. Their job is to enforce law. And that
1: would be unfair to the police, too, because there's no way... Unless you had a police officer within five minutes or exactly. within minutes of everybody. There's no
0: way they could fulfill that. Not
1: even minutes, within eyes shot distance of. And know? that's
0: why you need the right to defend yourself. Yeah. Now, I think the point that you were trying to get at is not only do we believe in your right to defend yourself, but we also believe it's an individual's right or an individual's responsibility yes to yeah. to do so in a safe and respectable manner yes um you can't just it's not the wild west anymore no. you can't just walk around with a gun on your hip and pull it out at, at over somebody spilling your sarsaparilla on the bar yeah you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. the, it's we're not there anymore you can't have a duel in the street over losing a poker game anymore yeah it, it, that's we've we've decided we're not going to do that well
1: you know it's funny it's like if you look back at history you know who was it uh that was shot by burr oh yeah aaron, aaron burr, burr
0: and um oh uh alexander hamilton yeah shot aaron burr it's in like a duel that's
1: that's one way to solve problems yeah. t-
0: and <laughs> uh and um andrew jackson Andrew jackson yeah, that's was true. was actually was president when he fought in a duel and won. So I mean,
1: they were they were some old world, old world yeah. Uh, accepted. Yeah, well, I'll tell re- you what,
0: rhetoric rhetoric would uh, would stop pretty fucking quick <laughs> if we started dueling each other yeah. again. Yeah, I mean this harsh rhetoric. Vladimir Putin, as much as you want to say about the guy, um, he said. Uh, something about well, they were they were talking about how they negotiate in Russia. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, w- the way you guys do it in the United States is you. You come to agreement and then you pay lawyers to fight yeah, on, yep. on your behalf. And in Russia, we bring big guns. Yeah, We bring big guns to the meeting.
1: Yeah, he basically said that, you know, we have two parties, they're both well-armed. Yep. And the idea is, is that you create enough fear on both sides of the table that negotiation happens. Everything becomes very amicable. So the, the, the hope is that they come to an agreement. The hope isn't that they yep. shoot each other. Yeah,
0: you're not bringing the guns because it's going to be a slaughter. You're now, bringing the guns so that everybody keeps their keeps their mouths tight. And Now,
1: granted, we're not suggesting that this is good policy. No, no. <laughs> That's not why we're bringing it up. We're just making the point that, you And know, we're not sensationalizing yeah, Putin either. Yeah, That's something also by we no have to means. caveat. Um, but, you know, that
0: being said, yes. But it's an which, interesting thought, and it's true. Yeah. Because when, when – think about it this way. It, the reason why there aren't as many break-ins in the suburbs – as there are in urban areas is because people, it's well known that the suburbs are well armed. Yeah. So if you had a if you had a 50-50 shot that the house you're breaking into is going to be armed and you're going to get shot at by the person that's on the inside, you're going to think twice about breaking into that house. Oh yeah. Whereas an apartment in New York City, the reason why you got to have a deadbolt, a chain, a bolt lock, uh, a regular lock, and uh, you know, like you've seen in the movies where it's like click, 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 yeah, click, yeah. click. The reason why you got to have that is because guns are illegal in New York. Yeah. You can't, so criminals know they kick in that door, there's not going to be a shotgun. Well, on You know the what pisses of
1: me it. off a little is Eric Adams, who's the new mayor of New York City, is basically going back on everything some of the, that he said. Yeah. I mean, what another, see, this is why you can't elect,
0: that's why people hate politicians.
1: Yeah. Such a douchebag. I mean, he was a former police captain. What was he?
0: And now something along those lines. And now he's just like, you know, he was all, you know, he even had our support. Yeah. And he's just going back on every every damn thing he this said. This is
1: why you can't trust politicians.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. That's it's also the reason why I'm an independent now and not a Republican because yeah. I got tired of hearing every four years. This is the most important election in the history of the elections. And we need to get in power so that we can make a difference.
1: You know, it's funny. That reminds me of when I used to work in retail. I used to hear every Black Friday, this is the most important Black Friday. It's the most
0: important Black Friday. (laughs) It's the same damn thing. You're, You're absolutely right. But it's every four years they recycle the same damn thing. Yeah. And what did we do? In 2016, we gave them the House. Yeah. We gave them the Senate. And we gave them the presidency. Yeah. The only thing that they didn't get is a fucking cake with a bow on top. Yep, pretty much. We gave them the whole damn thing. And what did they do with it? They sat on their hands for yep. two years until the, the, the Senate was gone. And we barely had a majority in the House yet. And then, Or no, we lost the majority in the House, too. Well, so,
1: when you do nothing, that's kind of yeah, exactly. what happens.
0: So that's when it was – that was it for me. Uh, so then after the, uh, after the 2018 election, I changed – my my registration and yeah. I'm no longer Republican. I mean, I'm not an for anything. I'm an but independent now.
1: The way primaries go anymore, it, like, oh yeah, I'd hate to say it, but sometimes it doesn't even matter in nope. the primaries. But nonetheless, n- not to get off topic, but yeah. one of the things I wanted to bring up is I remember when I went for my permit to carry in Philadelphia. Ooh. So here, the difference for those of you who are not familiar with how Pennsylvania works with regards to firearm licenses or car- rights to carry is that when you get a license in Philadelphia, it's different than getting it in the rest the of the state. The whole
0: state is, is the same minus one little spot in Philadelphia. Exactly.
1: So Philadelphia, basically, the the understanding, and I think it still stands to the day, is that if you get your your permit to carry outside of Philadelphia, you do not have the right to carry within in Philadelphia. inside Philadelphia. However... If you get your permit to carry inside Philadelphia, you then have the right to carry anywhere in the state. Anywhere in the state. I know. don't know if Pittsburgh applies or yeah. goes by the same standards, but it's no, the dumbest. Philadelphia,
0: Philadelphia is the only place in the state that's like that. It's
1: the dumbest thing I've ever heard it's in my life. It's being
0: challenged. There, there's, a, there's a group that's challenging the constitutionality of that. Well, there isn't any. There, there's no way that it can be. It's just the fact that Philadelphia has been run oh, by it's a, deep-seated Democrats oh, it's, for... 80 years. Not
1: even Democrats. They're they're just. I'm sorry, but I, I grew up in Philadelphia, so I feel
0: comfortable calling them slime
1: of the earth. <laughs> yeah,
0: they they are. Philadelphia politics is known for its greasy. Their
1: current mayor, their mayor before them, the, all the other mayors before. Them. There was one that was, count or Nutter was not great, but at least he was above board. But then. I mean, it's just it's been dirty politics. Well, they
0: they say that when you're elected when you're elected mayor in Philadelphia, uh, when you when you get to the office, part of your welcome package is a bribe.
1: Yeah. Well, no duh. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got one of the things that happened is that a bunch of the city officials got indicted because they were using their cars to go to strip clubs. They were using company <laughs> cars to go to strip clubs. That just goes to show what they do on with people's money in this state. <laughs> <laughs> Right hey, Friday, is it Tuesday? No, but, so anyways, I went to get my uh, carry permit, and I went in there. I had no problems whatsoever. I had no problems because I don't have a record. Oh, that It's amazing. That. It's amazing you can get through life without having a record. So I didn't have a record. I didn't have any prior, anything that they needed to look at. I go in. Within minutes, I am signed up. Now, of course, it took, I think, when I signed up for it, I think it was like two or three days before I got a call to actually come in to get the actual license. Big deal, whatever. They have to process stuff. But, you know, I went in and got it. But what was funny about the whole situation is that right behind me was another candidate (laughs) coming in for their... Now, a Caucasian kid with a beard, kind of gingerish looking, pants below his knees, Mm. that type of thing. Just really looking like yesterday's news. Um, Comes walking in and the lady it's it's kind of a funny setup. I don't know if they've changed it since, but you basically go into this room and it's like cubicles and you face, you know, you're actually facing somebody as they interview you. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's all in a line. So it's not like you have a private room with somebody. It's a bunch of people getting interviewed at the same time. It's, okay. h- it's hilarious. But this kid comes walking in. I don't, probably early twenties. And the lady that's going to interview him is like, yeah, honey, I got some questions for you. I was like, "Zing!" I was like, "She's gonna deny you before you even get started." Yep. and I was just like, "This is what—that's what it is. It's having like cognizant, even killed people giving out these 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 permits to yep. people and being able to identify things. that are like, "Hmm." Now, I'm not saying that everybody dresses like this. Kid sure. is is a sure is somebody that doesn't meet up but the why criteria wouldn't you,
0: why wouldn't you why wouldn't you be aware why wouldn't you be self-aware enough to know how you look like I wouldn't go in a, I wouldn't go in in a pair of sweatpants exactly and a ripped up greasy ass t-shirt yeah. to apply for a concealed carry permit I mean I'm not gonna go in in a, in a suit or you know, or walking in or with a shirt and say, that says
1: "shoot them all like God" yeah. sort of out. Yeah, or shoot them all <laughs> like God. Shoot <showed> them
0: out. <laughs> you know. Yeah,
1: so. like key things. Yeah, or like Confederate flag bandana, Confederate flag yeah. pants, or you know. Yeah. Or what's red flags? What's the guy from Office Space? The the karate the guy that teaches just oh, the karate. He's yeah. got the, American, the flag American flag balloon pants, balloon pants or the, the parachute, parachute pants. Parachute pants.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, obviously. You but know. it was
1: like, to her, it was just like, yeah, there's something something I need to find out about this person yeah, we need d- based off d- of his presentation. I walked out no problems. I had
0: my permit. Well, yeah, like, uh, Lycoming County is not much different, um, except for here in Lycoming County, it's the sheriff that, that ha- yeah. hands out the permits. So I go up to the permits. It takes me a little bit longer because, as it turns out, there's um, there's a... There's a my name's Michael Clayton. Oh, my middle yeah. initials L. There's another Michael L. Clayton in prison in, in Allenwood. <laughs> so nice. so it's optional to put. It's your not George sh- Clooney, is it? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. It's optional to put um, your social security number on the permits. You don't normally have to do that. Okay. I do that because otherwise it takes three days for me to get my yeah. permit because they have to go through and make sure that I'm not makes sense this this fucktard. So. I just put my social security number on there. Now, it still takes a little bit longer because they have to run my social. But once they run my social, it makes it a lot faster. I'm, I'm out of there in half hour, 45 yeah. minutes. So it's still not that big a deal. Um, I, I still don't think I should have to do it the same way I didn't think that I should have to ask the government for permission to get married when I had to get my marriage license. Yeah. I think that's bullshit. I shouldn't have to ask yeah. permission to do these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I get why they're doing it. I get at least for the gun permits, the marriage license thing. That's a completely different conversations. Yeah. Like, why do I have to apply? Yeah, to get I I don't get it. But at any it's, rate, it's but, a tax thing. It's yeah.
1: because they they don't want to miss out on taxes. They don't want to
0: miss out on a damn thing. Yeah. So um, at any rate, the um, the the point that I was trying to make is is it, it is a small infringement, but I still consider it an infringement. I go through with it because I understand why they're doing it, and I understand the safety benefits of it, and it's really not that big of, of an infringement. Could it be used to assume that I carry weapons? Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's the point of it. So, I'm on a database that says that I carry weapons. So, if I get pulled over, automatically, it's going to come up that I have my concealed carry permit. Those cops are probably going to be on edge a little bit, Before they even walk up to my car. Yeah. So, I mean, there are detriments to it at the same time. But I
1: think where you're going, though, is that we being on a database doesn't create any greater sense of safety for, like, public officers like that because... The people that are actually getting their licenses are the usually the ones yeah, not committing the crimes. Exactly. Like but it's I would still, say ninety nine percent of the time are not the ones committing the crimes.
0: But what they're what what ends up happening is and with, with good reason, yeah. The police when they hear firearm, they the, the hairs on the back of their neck stand up yeah. and they get a little and uncomfortable. And rightfully so. I, I completely get it. However, I don't like being on that database. Yeah. I don't I don't like them knowing that I have a gun because there are now the majority of cops are going to see that and they're going to say, OK, he's a concealed carry permit holder. He had to go through a background check to to get that yeah. concealed carry permit. So he's probably not a bad dude. Yeah. However, there's going to be a small handful of police officers that are going to say gun. Yeah. And freak the fuck out. And yeah. I'm going to be out of my car sitting on the side of the road in handcuffs while they fucking search my car just because I have a gun in the car so far that hasn't happened to me yet but i do I, I watch a lot of videos on youtube and stuff like that and there are a lot of instances where just because the person had a concealed carry permit they were tor- not torn out of their car but they were taken out of their car and put in handcuffs sat on the side of the road like a criminal yeah be, in all in the name of officer safety uh, and I, and i get that but i'm never i'm never on a i'm never a big fan of being on a list
1: yeah, I, uh, from my perspective, I mean, I I have my license currently to carry, and I'm not shy about that. But yeah. at the same time, I don't carry a lot. Yeah, I, I carry only only when I anticipate that it might be something that I might want to have along. Sure. So, when but I,
0: for me, it's whenever I'm in a strange area yeah. that, that I don't normally frequent. Um, unfortunately, when I go to when I go to Williamsport, <laughs> uh, you know, I take it with yeah. me just because. Yeah, you know, I get you. It, guns are like condoms yeah. I'd rather have it not need it than need it not have it yeah so I I carry it more often than uh, you, you know when I'm going into the city and stuff like that than I would any other place yeah I'm not one of those that carries a gun around it with him on his property and stuff like that um I I'll, I'll, I took it fishing like yesterday I went trout vision. I had my sidearm on me, uh, not not because I think somebody's gonna attack me while I'm fishing. You were trying to get
1: that big trout. Yeah, that's really. The, yeah, he,
0: sometimes them trout if, can get really. If the really, lure,
1: if the lure doesn't work, yeah, a nine millimeter does. Absolutely Absolutely, absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, but no, like you, snakes. You're you're out with snakes yeah. in nature. You never know. You're 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 fishing with bear with bear around. Yeah. That's their food. Um, you, you know, that's where they. Yep. go grocery shopping yep. is in the creek. So <laughs> That's their you could run into a bear and be in a bad situation. So I carry. Yeah. I carry. Um, and, you know, when I'm up at the cabin, I carry because there's animals. Yeah. I'm really not. I really don't carry for people yeah. that often. Um, but I, I guess to your point, it's usually when I anticipate that I'm going to be in an area where I'm not quite as comfortable well, as I normally would. I
1: always use this as an example. I grew up in Philadelphia, so the, you know, everybody's like, oh, how'd you survive that? It's like I didn't get into trouble. Yeah. So here's the thing is that I used to walk everywhere. I went to college in, in town. I worked in town. I used to travel around town, Some not so much by car because it was too freaking expensive to sure. park anywhere in town. Yeah. I, I had a car, but I didn't use it in town a lot. But the point was is that um, I used to walk in some very sketched neighborhoods. I used to work in some very sketch neighborhoods. Even the people that lived there told you that they were sketched neighborhoods. Yep. It was just, it was an understood, you know, that things could happen, but I've never been mugged. I had never had, I, and I, when I say I grew up there, I was five years old when I moved to Philadelphia. I left when I was about 29. There you go. So in 24, 25 years, I was never touched. Not once. So say what you will about crime and everything, but the more you keep, keep out of situations that don't involve you, no, makes, the less they involve you. No,
0: that makes perfect sense, actually. So,
1: I mean, it's just, you know, and I wasn't hiding away in, in, in a house somewhere. I wasn't, yeah. I, it wasn't like I didn't go out and do things. I did a lot of things. I was out constantly, but I never got myself into situations.
0: Could I ever tell you the story about... Um when I when I went to New York City for the first time, no. So me and my 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 mom and my stepdad at the time, they had moved to Port Washington, New York, and my mom actually lived in uh, in Long Island. Okay. Um, so I went for two weeks. The one time I I went to stay with her in Long Island, and we would go into Manhattan and we would see some things. And we first got into New York. We had driven for like four hours. It was like one in the morning, something like that. We were just getting in there, and we were – my cousin lived in Brooklyn. Okay. And we were rolling through uh, Queens. Okay. Uh, Jamaica, Queens. We okay. were rolling through Jamaica, Queens. Gotcha. Trying to get to where my, my, uh, where my cousin lived in the other borough. Long story short, I'm kind of dragging this out. We, we, we stopped at a red light in Jamaica, Queens. And pretty soon, uh, the red and blues fly up behind us. Okay. And NYPD jumps out of their car and r- r- not really runs, but kind of briskly walks up to the to our uh, window and taps on it to roll it down. And he goes, what the hell are you doing? And my stepdad was all confused. And he's like, you don't stop at red lights in this neighborhood at this time of night. And, and he's, and we're all confused. He's like, now you get out of here and get going. So NYPD <laughs> pulled us all over to tell us not to stop at the red lights at this one, this one section in Jamaica, Queens, cause oh we'll end up gosh. getting robbed or some shit like that.
1: There was a, I used to work for a chiropractor in Philadelphia right out of high school. It was one of my first jobs that I had. Um, I've worked all sorts of weird jobs, um, worked at a gas station then I ended up working at a. Chiropractor worked for a not for profit for a couple of years, but anyways, um, there was a guy that used to come in as a um, um, as a client of theirs, and he used to work for the uh, was it the electric company, Pico? I think it was for Pico, Philadelphia Electric Company, and he used to tell some weird stories. But he was telling us this one story about um, this one section of North Philadelphia. It was like North, little bit, little bit west, North, little bit northwest, but right off of main broad street a little bit. And this area was notorious for problems. And basically he would get these calls to go up and replace out the lights on the street light fixtures periodically. And so they would send up a truck with the bucket and, you know, everything Mm -hmm. and they would Mm -hmm. go up to replace it and they would go up and he would probably replace it. And he's like, he's like, I'm up there and I'm just like, I'm replacing this light out. And it just, it, I don't know what's going on, but it was like the reflection was shooting back at me when I'm looking at this thing. And then I realized that there's a camera inside of this, this, this light. Ah. So what the police were doing in Philadelphia is they were installing cameras inside the light fixtures in certain neighborhoods to watch, you know, for For things that were going on and things. So anyways, he, he proceeds, tells the story. He's driving away after they finish their job. He drives away and he hears multiple gunshots after he leaves. Like within a few blocks after he leaves the area, it's like what they did is they shot out the light again because they knew that there were cameras up there, <laughs> and, and that's <laughs> why they kept getting calls to go up there is because they kept shooting out the lights because they, they knew, knew there th- were cameras inside wow. the light
0: fixtures. Wow!
1: So I they're mean, not dumb, no, they're not dumb. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's just, I mean, they're the things that you learn growing up in an area. Uh, shots fired, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Shots fired. But, um, but yeah, but you know, it's just back to the responsibility piece. I mean, I lived in Philadelphia at it. We moved when we moved into Philadelphia, it was at the height of murder season. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think it was like 1985, 1986, somewhere around there, Philadelphia actually beat out Detroit for being the number one murder capital of the U S yeah. Not a great, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time ago since that was the case. I mean, things have gotten better, you know, to an extent. (laughs) I I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, nonetheless, I mean, it was at that time, that point in time, it's because there was a lot going on at the time. There was just a lot of coming out of the 80s. There was a lot of economic depression going on. And there was just there were a lot of factors playing
0: into. Well, really, in that at that point in the country there was really wasn't a lot of places that were doing no really great no you know it wasn't especially until not the urban, early 90s
1: especially not urban settings yeah
0: like you couldn't even walk through central park in new york city no. back in those days without getting peed on by homeless guy, you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean like there was yeah
1: a, <laughs> um but you know that being said is that you know even in light of all those problems that were happening it was kind of not not for anything but the situations were kind of isolated to certain parts of the city you know you didn't see it happening everywhere but still you know i never felt you know in all the years i grew up in philadelphia i never felt afraid of being anywhere in philadelphia with or without a gun by my side I never felt afraid because truth be told i didn't really have a permit until i was in my early 20s like well you
0: got to be 21 to begin with yeah so.
1: so, I mean, but I think it was like 24, 25 at the time when I'd gotten my first permit to carry because I was working late nights. I was working up near the University of Pennsylvania and even the University of Pennsylvania, not for UP, any, UP used to do an orientation for its new incoming uh, or its new incomers, its freshman class. And they used to tell them that you don't ever give money to anybody, you know, in that area. And the reason why is because, you know, most of them were making like six, seven, $800 in a day from collecting money. Plus, the other issue was muggings were, were really bad. And that's what kind of predicated University of Penn uh, building out probably one of the largest private security forces in the U.S. They had 100 to somewhere between 100 and 125 active duty police officers that oh, worked wow. as on staff. They were on staff police officers, they had their own precinct. Wow. Which means that if they arrested you, they could take you to their own jail yeah they had the right to pull you over they had they were armed
0: That must I'm, be a Philadelphia thing because uh Veterans Stadium was the only stadium that has a jail
1: yeah for well, the Philadelphia Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles fans Well, that's because Philadelphia Eagles fans were notorious <laughs> for peeing on other people and yeah. doing. Some so it's like the act. only stadium in the oh, country
0: gosh. that has its own jail yep. right in the stadium.
1: Yep. And they had their own magistrate judge yep, yep. that was assigned. On call. That would do like Every Sunday. Right there. Right at, at the stadium. So at like, the stadium. Talk about efficient. Yeah. It's for <laughs>
0: Eagles fans and them damn Phillies fans. Yeah. They get oh, unruly. Man.
1: They would boo their own team. They did. They, 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 they did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Especially, I don't know about Phillies fans because I'm not as big a fan of baseball no. as I am football. But Eagles fans are the worst oh, fans. They are in the because they don't even like their own team. Nope, they nope. don't even like they don't nope. even like their own players. It
1: was hilarious going. I didn't go to a lot of games, but the games I did go to were hilarious because if you hit low low points in the game, suddenly your entire base would turn on you in the middle of the game. <laughs> there is no loyalty no. whatsoever. No. And that's the funny thing it's is
0: like, like we, I've actually seen Eagles like teams where the Eagles fans start cheering for the other team because they're so pissed off at, at the at the Eagles. What was
1: that? What was that one Gaffigan again? Bit when he talks about when he did, there was like they did a big. Um, they used to do the big uh, displays or big shows in on Ben Franklin Parkway, which is where the art museum's at. So they used to do it off of that those steps, that area right there, because it was the biggest thoroughfare in Philadelphia, like as far as open space where you could have vendors and all that kind of stuff. So they would always, like throughout the course of the year, especially like 4th of July, they would have big names come down to play music or, you know, big acts come. And Gaffigan was actually there. Doing this, and it was because the Pope was in town. He would make visits to Philadelphia. The Pope. pope. So basically, he met the Pope, and I guess the story goes is that he 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 was doing some one-liners, you know, to kind of warm up the crowd. And one of his jokes was about back in it was back in the eighties when a bunch of Philadelphians threw snowballs at Santa Santa Claus, (laughs) 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 and he brought this up in the middle of his in the middle of his act, and basically said. You know, the the several hundred thousand people... Because you could easily fit like 500,000 to a million oh, people sure. in this area if you wanted to. Not that they ever really got that, but you could. So he said suddenly the laughter suddenly was... A wash with a wave of booze that were <laughs> that were just flooding the entire area yeah. because he decided to bring up a joke about Philadelphia fans throwing snowballs at Santa Claus and, and it was then, just like absolutely. There's
0: <laughs> always the famous Bill Burr Philly rant. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Where
1: th- he just like all gloves were yep, off, and he, just lit, off, and he them. just lit into him. Just lit into him. Oh man. my gosh! It's hilarious! It's
0: epic! Yeah. So if you if if nobody's ever watched that, go check out Bill Burr's Philly rant because it's it's worth it. So, but but they were booing. they yeah. were booing everybody. Yep, they were yep. booing everybody.
1: So I have the pleasure of having grown up in the most inhosp inhospitable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, environment, yeah. But I mean, they're really. But they're, that's that's not true because a lot of the people I knew. The
0: city of brotherly I, yeah, love. Yeah, the
1: city of brotherly love. That was such a such an oxymoron if there <laughs> ever was one. But I mean, not not for anything. But there were a lot of beautiful people and. Oh yeah, that and there's a lot to know of yeah.
0: There's a lot of up, there's with. a lot of good. Uh, about Philadelphia. It, it's
1: just one of those things that became known for that because they were things that were kind of out of the norm. Yeah. They weren't things that you heard about when you went to Boston or when you went to New York City or when you went to I always wherever. thought it
0: was hilarious, and and this just goes to show you the mentality of Philadelphia. I always thought it was hilarious that they have a statue of Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. As Rocky. You know they moved that. But fucking Joe Frazier's from there. Yep, and they don't have and, one. And they don't have one fucking Joe Frazier yeah. statue. Yeah. I never, I never understood that. Yeah, my
1: my dad actually met Joe Frazier years ago. He had a chance. He was just walking, walking in the street. Yeah. you know, I can't remember what he was doing, but he just met. Well, him, that's just how walking. Philly is. Yeah.
0: Like if if you are from Philly. Bill Cosby, Bill used, Cosby, to, Cosby you're the, used to used to not that there's rate anything. She <laughs> <rate a laughs> <shit. laughs> used to love them.
1: Uh, he used to love that hot pepper relish. Yeah, you know. if
0: if Bill Cosby buys you a drink you turn it down
1: yeah you say thanks but no say thanks. thank
0: you but i'll, I'll have
1: my I'll, own bill i'll pass thanks. <laughs> no pudding uh, pops for me please
0: but uh, all right but, but, but back to the second amendment <laughs> i think i think what you were trying to get at was that as much as you carried in philadelphia you really never i never it was there was never a never reason a to use it for, to there was never
1: it. even a reason to pull it out there was the the funny thing about it was is that there was a guy I used to work with, Clarence. Clarence was a hilarious guy. He was a three hundred and fifty pound U.S. mail delivery guy, and Clarence, you don't fuck with Clarence. <laughs> Clarence was my best bud. Like he used to. This guy was so heavy. He he would carry two nine millimeters under each roll, and he had a permit for <laughs> each of them. This guy, this guy was like thunder waiting to happen. Oh, and hilarious. Clarence, Clarence was this. Clarence was a an awesome dude he would invite he said me and a buddy of mine put on a jet engine on a on a volkswagen beetle and want you to come down to maryland to see this piece (laughs) of shit but he was just that type of guy but clarence was awesome and clarence um He told me, it's like, if anybody ever Fs with you, you let me know, and I'll roll over there like nobody's business. (laughs) And that's kind of what persuaded me to get my own permit, because it's like, you know, if that much shit's happening, it's like maybe I ought to do this. And I only got it out of – it wasn't because I had encountered something, but there were situations that were happening, because the the vehicles that we would drive, there were situations where some of them had been hijacked. Oh, okay. Or carjacked. So there was that potential, because you have to imagine we were working at, like – between the hours of ten to three a.m. in the morning, ten to four a.m. in the morning, and in in areas where there weren't a lot of people at that time in, at night, so there's all, all a whole litany of stuff that could happen. So, anyways, Clarence Clarence was my bud. He, he would have he would have rolled up in a minute if I brought up the CB and called him over. He would have been over there. But
0: but again, Clarence is minutes away. Yeah, when seconds matter.
1: Exactly. Clarence was my police. You know, when I yep. was working late at night. And everybody's
0: so. everybody's got those friends that are ride or die. Um, but um, to the to your point, like you I, I guess what you the overall responsibility responsibility is you 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 had the you had the firearm, you you carried it, you never had to use it. No, most likely people didn't even know you had it. Um, which is the way that it should be It if, should per concealed carry. Um, I I agree with those that are open carry uh, uh, affiliates. For those that don't understand what we're talking about, um, f- for instance, Pennsylvania is an open carry state. Yeah. So you don't need a permit to open carry a Just weapon. Just conceal. So if, you, if you have a holster um, and your and your weapon is visible you're carrying a long gun which is you know any kind of rifle or shotgun or anything like that as long as it's visible and it's not concealed you're 100% legal and you don't need a permit for it you can you can do that um when it becomes gray area is when you have a anytime said firearm is in your vehicle loaded that's a concealed weapon as soon as you close your as soon as you put it in your trunk or in your back seat Loaded or unloaded, it's a concealed weapon. Loaded definitely, but um, if you're if you're going to carry it, like it's legal to carry um, from your home to target practice or something like yeah. that. But you have to have the ammo in a separate compartment, yep. and like there's there's rules for it. But Pennsylvania is an open carry state. There is a lot of states that are not open carry states. Yeah. Uh, For instance, New Jersey, Texas is actually a newly open carry state. For for uh, as loose with guns as Texas is, um, they were it was a it was a non open carry state for many years. You couldn't just openly carry a gun. I think
1: Oklahoma is an open carry. If I'm not mistaken, I do
0: believe I do believe most states are open carry states because they again Second Amendment, you have the right to carry that firearm. And if they try to restrict your right to carry that firearm, it's an infringement, and they can't do that.
1: I mean, not for anything. I mean, I'm not a fan of open carry from the perspective that I don't want to freak people out around yeah. me. That, that's, that's my mentality sure. around it. At the same time, you should have a right to be able yeah. to. And I've seen people do it. I mean, yeah. it's not I, like an I uncommon thing. I do sometimes.
0: Thing. I do sometimes just just because. I think that it's important to do it every once in a while. So that because you're right, people get freaked out when they see a gun. And I think that especially if you don't
1: have like a badge on or something, they get, you know, and I
0: think that that needs to change. I think that people should become more comfortable with people carrying firearms around. Um, So, you know, maybe if uh, if you're going to a restaurant or something, I've open carried it. Red Lobster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just right on my hip. Never, never had any problems. Nobody's ever said anything to me. But um, it depends on the area too. I I open carried at Kenobel's. Oh, did you? um, And nobody said a damn thing to me. I rode rides. I I did everything. You know, you just you got to be careful if you're going to ride rides with a gun on your hip. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did it. I did it. You just gotta check, check. I have a very safe gun.
1: I don't know what happened with. to that pigeon,
0: <laughs> but we were doing the loop. I did roller coasters. I did everything. <laughs> all with the gun right on my hip. If oh my you have gosh. a good holster, you can do whatever. Yeah, you want. no, I, I know. Um, but you checked I checked the safety often. Make sure, yeah. made sure everything was safe. But the the only people that said anything to me was on my way out of the park. I was leaving the park, and somebody, some guy, said to me that they let you walk around. They let you walk around in there with that thing on your hip like that, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, and they were yelling stuff. I'm like, all right, have a nice day. Um, but th- they were the only people that said anything to me. Now, was it smart? Probably not. Was it was responsible? Maybe less than responsible. Um, I was in my twenties, and I yeah. was I was probably not being as smart as I could have been. Yeah. However, I I feel like I was I was safe with it. I checked it before every ride and all that other stuff. I had a really good holster that it wasn't coming off of there. But in retrospect, maybe not roller coasters with a firearm. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: Especially on the tilt a whirl. Yeah, like <laughs> but I did it.
0: But I did it. Now, like for instance, why why would I do that? Well let's say something happened that day and somebody thought that they were, you know, an amusement park like that would be a good place to yeah. to attack uh, a lot of innocent people all at once. And it's expected that people wouldn't have a firearm there. So every once in a while, I like to take a gun with me to places that people don't usually take guns. Well, the thing is, too, is like
1: amusement parks, you don't see a lot of armed security. No, there's none. And And if you think about it from that perspective is that, you know what maybe would they, happen
0: yeah what would happen in a place like Canovals yeah. like let's say somebody and I'm just this is I god forbid I, I don't want to give anybody any ideas but somebody hops on the Ferris wheel with a fucking with a with a rifle and gets to the top of the Ferris wheel and starts shooting like what are they going to do There's a lot of
1: uh, yeah I mean the point is is that there's there's a lot of public spaces that you know if you have somebody deranged enough you know could yeah. take advantage of that situation so I mean you know? I think it's responsible of the the ownership there should of, be of those agencies that they should be they should have some kind of a policy with regards to that and staff that are trained, trained to handle those type of things
0: and um like our church is considering um you know training for some of the parishioners, yeah, and having them get their concealed carry permits and carry during services a lot of
1: a lot of religious organizations have done that in light of the last couple of years there have been too many situations what there was a situation in texas there was a situation in south carolina there was there's been a lot there's been churches
0: are vulnerable yeah because you go there to 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 worship and you don't think that that those kind of things are going to happen but our church is considering it you know paying for training for certain parishioners and having them get their concealed carry so that they're so that if something were to happen, yeah, so, something's there. You, yeah, you know, somebody's there. Um, I always, since what happened at Aurora, Colorado, I always conceal carry. Conceal, I always conceal carry when I go to the movie theaters. Yeah, because think about it: when you're in a movie theater, there's one exit. Yeah, and it's at the front of the it's at the front yeah. of the theater. So if somebody comes in there, there's there's no way out. You're 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 a sitting duck. So I always conceal when I go to the movies. I think
1: the I think the saddest part of you know everybody will say the saddest part is that uh you know people feel they need to carry guns in all of those situations and i would i would agree with that i would agree that we've gotten to a point oh it's
0: sad that we have to
1: it you know for for you to think that far and ahead to and because it used to be there was a time when you didn't anticipate anything no. like that ever happening you know, um, you know, you go to a playground or an amusement park or you go to a movie theater, or you go to a mall or you go to some place like that. And, you know, people are there for one reason, just to enjoy their time and do some shopping or have some fun. Or a whatever. Good flick. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't cross your mind that somebody's there with ulterior motives. But if somebody is, that's prime opportunity for somebody to take advantage of that. Yep. And but that's
0: exactly what happened in, in Aurora with um, was that Dylan Roof? I can't remember his name but anyway um they um I think that they the the um Aurora killer I think it was Dylan Roof and I think he subscribed to the same ideology as the Buffalo shooter mm. um, he he was on the list of um heroes so to speak so at, at any rate um he did his due diligence and knew that those uh, movie theaters had only one exit, and once you're once you're trapped inside, you can't go anywhere. So it's not like you could flee the theater; it's just a poor design. Um, but that, to your point, it's sad that we even have to think about that now. But the, yeah. that's a that's a part of our everyday lives now. At least on my my point, from my point of view, some people don't think about it. But any place that I go, I'm always paying attention to where the exits are. You know, I, I don't like, you can ask my wife when we go to a restaurant, I don't like to sit with my back to the door. I always sit in, in the, at the seat in the table where I can face the door and see who's coming in and out. No, I get you. It's just things that you have to think about that I don't think that we ever had to think about. No. And that's why circling back um that's why the second amendment is so important because yeah. it's not about hunting it's not about trap shooting it's not about shooting ducks it's 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 about defending yourself against other citizens and and against the government yeah because the 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 founders just fought a bloody war for 2 years against a tyrannical government and they wanted to make sure that posterity or those that come after us would have the ability to fight off another tyrannical government should it should it come around.
1: And I think that's the biggest forgotten piece of this is that, you know, everybody makes the Second Amendment simply about self-defense, which is a big p- component is. of it. But the flip side of it is something that we neglect to recognize simply for the fact that we haven't had to deal with anything of that magnitude probably since about the Civil War. Or even going further yep. back since the Revolutionary War, there's been only two instances I would say in the history of this country in which that became an issue, yep. where we were in outright conflict against a government that was on our soil. Where in a another uh, or Civil War of course was much different, but in in essence, it was it was an there was an opposition that was on American soil, yep. and those now. It, yeah, I it, again, Civil War different, you know, yeah. and many different, Little bit, yeah, yeah I mean, nuanced. But that idea that you know, what if the Confederates had won? Yeah, would we still be the United States? No, Pro- probably not. No, you'd have a lower half and an upper half of the U.S., and we'd be under, we'd be in a whole different universe.
0: And and in all honesty, had to, had the Confederates won. There probably wouldn't even have been a union because they would have kept marching north and taken taken the north. Yeah.
1: But, yeah. That that's a possibility too. There would have been a total war from the other end of the yeah, spectrum.
0: It would have it, as soon as they won the South, they would have taken the North. They and this is admitted, this was their battle plan. They would have taken the North. They didn't want to be a separate country. They wanted they wanted it all. And that's that's what the Union wanted too. They didn't want two separate countries. They wanted the United States. Yeah. And both sides wanted the same thing, but the outcome, they wanted different outcomes.
1: And the difference with the Revolutionary War is that we were at least somewhat united yeah. against a foreign aggressor, and the foreign aggressor was on our soil. Yep. So, <clears throat> given that given that the uh, British monarchy at that time, you know, looked at us as subjects and not as equals. Yes. Or, you know, I say us, we weren't living during that time, but yeah. us as in the collective... The collective. Um, you know,
0: the royal we
1: they felt like it was necessary to create caveats within the Constitution that it gave people the ability to defend themselves in any way. So, I mean, that's interesting enough. You know, the word militia is not something that comes up in a very peachy, keen, con- no. you know, to context, because most of the times when you talk about militia, usually people immediately are like, OK, who? Which one's on the FBI list?
0: You yeah, know, you know what I mean. And again, that goes back to the to the propaganda on the gun control side, yeah. saying that anybody that belongs to a militia is a weird right wing racist. Yeah, you know, there's been a label attached to it. So,
1: and I guess the difference is nowadays too is that we have the National Guard, which technically are controlled by the states themselves.
0: Yeah. So the the gun control argument is that the militia is no longer necessary because of the forming of the National Guard replaced the militia, so therefore the militia is no longer necessary. That's that's one of the gun control arguments. Um, also, yes and no. Yes and no. And also in the... Um, because the, the National Guard is still federalized. Yes. Even though it's controlled by the states, it's still federalized. Yes. So it could be turned by the federal government on itself or on the states and that's the whole thing that militia was
1: i found interesting though with regards to that uh what was it recently where uh they were trying to pull national guardsmen up from all various states to guard the what was it for was it the anniversary of
0: it was yeah january 6th it was january 6th 2021 it was the the one-year anniversary of the first what happened the first January 6th. And
1: some of, like, DeSantis, and I think, were there other states yeah, that did Yeah, Abbott,
0: this? Texas, Abbott in Texas, and DeSantis, you're talking they they refused to send yeah. their, yeah, they refused to send their National Guard, so they were, the National Guard was then federalized, and they had to send send troops, but they did deny at first, but eventually had to send.
1: But that just goes to show, you know, where the militia serves a different purpose yeah. than the National Guard. Yep. Yep. So I mean that's why I bring that up because, you know, even though that was kind of a I wouldn't say platonic, but
0: yeah. not
1: not like not like any direct aggressive things going
0: on in any way, shape, or form. But Well another thing is is I I'm gonna look this up, but uh I think that there is like case law where every citizen of the US is, is automatically considered uh a member of the militia.
1: Well, it one of the things I was reading is that the the second second amendment that piece about militias pulls from old Florentine and Roman mentalities with regards to the citizen sh- soldier.
0: Yep. So here it is. This, it's uh, 10 U.S. Code Subsection 246, Composition and Classes of Militia. A, the militia of the United States consists of all able-bodied males at least 17 years of age and as, except as provided in Section 313 of Title 32 under 45 years of age who are or have made the declaration and intention to become citizens of the United States and female citizens of the United States who are members of the National Guard. The classes of militia are the organized militia, which consists of the National Guard and the Naval Militia, and the unorganized militia, which consists of the members of the militia who are not members of the National Guard or Naval Militia, which means yeah. everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Because it even says in here, because it says able-bodied males, but it even does say and of female citizens of the United States who are members of the National Guard. So f- it, it, it's just people. It's, yeah. A- it's... Ma- all citizens are considered members of the militia. So even those that say, because the, the a lot of Second Amendment arguments are, is that the Second Amendment was only supposed to apply to militias, and that's why that comma is there, because what they're saying is a well-regulated militia has the right to keep and bear, bear arms, and so on and so forth. That's the other argument, and that was the... the Consensus up until uh, the Heller decision in 2008, which clarified people say that it established. I don't like that because that was the way that it was always intended to be. They clarified that the right applies to each individual and not just the militia. Each individual, because of uh, title or U- 10 U.S. Code subsection 232, it says that everyone 17 and older is a member of the militia well
1: it's just like with israel and some of the countries that are under constant threat of attack you they are very specific in their language that everybody has to serve at least two years in the military we haven't done that because we don't
0: no we're we're, voluntary
1: yeah there's not a necessity to do that because we're not i mean canada and mexico are not necessarily threatening us (laughs) <laughs> not, yeah. not in that capacity, at least. Yeah, hey, you better keep it down, eh? <laughs> I'll come over there with my horse and my serape. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, I guess I guess what we're saying is is that each individual person is a member of the militia, therefore they are allowed to keep and bear arms. Yeah. Um, and that's it, in that's important it, it, because without an individual's you know we 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 talked about the first amendment at length because of how important it is the 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 first amendment is the most important amendment in the bill of rights the second amendment is there to protect the first yeah hands down plain and simple yeah the the hand, the, the the first amendment has no teeth without the second amendment how are how are the people supposed to hold the government to account if the people have no have no I don't want to say threat because I don't want it to sound um you know t- anti-government or or terrorists or anything like that but without without the, the second amendment the people have no last resort yeah, there's there's no last line of defense against a tyrannical government, um, and this this is also uh, the the good lesson is the uh, is Germany in the 30s, because the first thing that Hitler did was take the guns. Yeah, and th- the whole reason why he was able to do what he did in Germany was because the people couldn't defend
1: themselves. Well, Mao Zedong, yeah, uh, actually said that verbatim. He said that the only po- power that should have the option of using guns is the communist party i'm not talking verbatim yeah, that's but that's not, basically that's, yeah. it's basically the gist a paraphrase. of the paraphrase but you know not for anything but the second amendment doesn't necessarily all all the constitution and the bill of rights do and i'm gonna put it this way is state what's already there yeah so I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is that even though we look at the constitution as an authoritarian document for from which we derive a lot of our case law and what we seek to case law to support in the end of things the bill of rights was just an overstatement I guess is the best way to put it, an overstatement of what rights
0: already existed based yeah. off of what they were thinking whether you wh- whether you consider them coming from god or from nature, yeah. Or just being inherent, yeah. As a human being, whatever your belief is, that's where they come from.
1: Exactly. Do you do you uh, as an atheist believe that you have the right to defend yourself if somebody comes at you, you know, yes. with intent to harm? It's like I don't care what your reasoning is, but do you believe simply that you have the right to defend yourself? Okay, fine. That's what we're stating here. That's what we're saying. I'm not telling you why we believe it. I'm just telling you that you have the right as an atheist or a theist or anything in between that mix that you have a right to defend yourself when somebody tries to come at you. But I think also is one thing to highlight is with the second amendment again, it's not establishing so much the right to do something, but the capacity with which to do it. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that we have to recognize within the scope of the second amendment is that it's allowing us to own some means by which to defend us. Yes. Guns. Yes. Knives you know let let's say this was the middle ages and we wrote this thing yep. okay it'd be swords spears halberds and, well, and that's why crossbows
0: and they, they were very deliberate in the language that they used too and that's why they say arms yeah and not guns exactly because arms, arms it encompasses swords exactly bows arrows uh, sh- uh shields if you if you if you, know.
1: if you want to put a shield on the front of a Ford F150 and that's the only way that you have to defend yourself. Yep. sure is help. and that's do. why. In, in, <laughs> I, and
0: again, that a lot of people attribute this to guns, but this covers body armor. Yeah, this covers ammunition. Yes, this covers anything that you would need to defend yourself. Not not just the offensive weapon itself, but the, the defensive stuff. The people, the armor.
1: The the argue, people just don't want to get around this idea. Yeah, I get the guns are more efficient of a tool, but you know,
0: exactly they yeah, are. Yeah, and exactly, that's, and that's are. the point. <laughs> that's that's one hundred percent. That's why I hate that argument. These are killing machines. Yes, yes, yes. They can be. So is a mouse trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So is a mouse trap. Mouse traps are deadly. They're not assault traps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not assault traps. They're designed to do a certain thing, and they do them well. That's why you buy a mouse. If you have mice in your house, you buy a mouse trap. You know what I mean? Something
1: I was watching a, There's a, a documentary piece. Uh, did you ever hear of Curiosity? No. Curiosity Stream.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So basically, I, okay. They,
1: they have a crash course thing that you can do. And one of them they had on like the Constitution. It was like 15 minutes. It could have been a lot more in depth, but it was pretty good. But basically, he said, I mean, the the word arms was anticipating that people would have the right to maybe arm themselves. I think he said with... Not so. Not so much excluding people from owning what he said was an assault rifle, because that's the general term. That's that, the term. For that's it, the term yeah. everybody uses. But he said more in the the, the aspect of owning a drone. <laughs> yeah. You know, but he he was basically saying that within reason. You know, but from a libertarian's viewpoint, you know, there's some. I'm an there's, absolutist. There's some discussion there. So
0: my my point is is, okay, so the Second Amendment was designed. So that we could defend ourselves against a tyrannical government. Well, what if our tyrannical government has F-15s yeah. and and F-22 Raptors? Yes. What are we going to do about that? Do you remember
1: that meme that was going on for a long time? Is that, or was it? I uh, can't remember what the context of it was, but it was simply about what people were going out and buying for themselves to... Some people were buying F-15s or old F-15s or yeah. whatever the case Oh, was. that's legal. And then you got Arnold Schwarzenegger who has his old tank he bought, that he, he bought, bought. his Austrian that he, tank. That he served in. Now, granted, that America. was that was more from a nostalgic standpoint, yeah. I would imagine, but still, I mean, some people He, would he like, also
0: had to get clearance directly from the Department of Defense. Yeah. He has a certificate signed by Dick Cheney, yeah. who was vice president at the time, that allowed him to have this tank. And the F fifteens, yeah, you can buy an F fifteen Tomcat. Yeah. You can. It's it's disarmed. Yeah. But you can buy a Tomcat. Yep. There's nothing they can do about it. Nope. But my my point is, is if you're gonna have a, now
1: And you can arm it with twisted T. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the um
0: the the other argument is though, like think about the war that we fought in Afghanistan. We were using drones in F-15s and F fifteens and F twenty two Raptors and we were still kind of getting our asses kicked yeah. by Afghanis with a K forty seven. Yeah. Well, it's because they knew the territory. Because they know the territory and they, they had a will and a way. And you can't just blow every damn thing up. Vietnam you know was what I the mean? same thing. Vietnam
1: yep. was the same way.
0: Exactly. We had the technological advantage, but we were mired. Why? Because the you especially when it comes to the United States, and I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase it this way Russia and China has said over and over and over and over and over, and over again. That a mainland invasion of the United States is impossible, not because of not just because of the terrain, but because of the people. Yeah, they would only get so far when when you have a population of 330 million, and 175 million of those people have guns and ammo to boot. They're not going to make it very well, far. Well,
1: it's just it's the same argument with regards to the Ukraine. Ukraine prior to this invasion that happened had laws that were restricting people from owning. Yep. So
0: as soon as this happened... They lifted them laws as, real quick. Yeah,
1: they did. Now, should they have done that way prior to this incident? Sure. Absolutely.
0: But they, they lifted those laws, and not only did they lift them, they started handing out guns to the yeah. citizens. training them. Wonder why that is. Yeah. You, and, you know? and
1: look, they've... I mean, it's a sad situation. It it's really been is. a sad situation, and I hope it comes to some good end here at some point. But at the same point, you know, these people have been fighting tooth and nail... And they've been giving
0: them pause and they're, Kicking Russia's ass. Yeah, they are really want well. To if you
1: look it. at, it, they've actually gone on the offensive in some situations,
0: yep. and they're actually pushing them back. So and that's that's pretty impressive.
1: But I mean, that to your point, you know, like what you were saying with if Russia or China ever tried to invade Russia from Alaska or China from wherever the hell they would decide to try to invade from, yeah. you know, they would be met with opposition. Now, California might be a different story. I yeah. don't know. Be like, Come on California. On they would invite them to yeah. dinner, but in. but uh, the rest of the country, once they hit the the Once middle. they hit
0: Texas, it's, they're yeah. fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. But There's gonna be people flying yeah. out in their own that, private. That's what I'm saying. Tomcats and pickup trucks with Gatling guns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's gonna be like Red
0: Dawn, because literal you, Red Dawn. You, there, there are no restrictions in no. Texas. You can buy missile launchers and grenades. But and that's,
1: the, I mean, that's the thing is that you know if again it comes back to is that if you have a populace that's responsible in their ownership and their maintenance and their you know, and if you look at it, I mean, people what one the the assumption that people make about gun owners is strictly on the basis that they have no interaction with them. Yep. I uh, I was reading a, an article in the Wired magazine, which, you know, typically most magazines nowadays lean left in everything yep. that they do. But interesting enough, interesting enough, this article and I um was talking about a guy, one of the reporters or journalists that was tied to the Wired magazine. Actually, I guess he had a permit to carry, or I I can't remember the whole context, but he went down to one of those trainings, those really expensive weekend trainings that they do down in Arizona, I think it is. There's like this week-long, it's like $3,000. It's expensive out the wazoo. But you're being trained by paramilitary, like ex-military, ex ex You know, people that have been through the brushes, you know, that know what the hell that they're doing. And you go through this week-long training of how to learn how to do this. And he gave just, like, one of the most honest, like, reviews of what he saw while he was down there. He was just, like, he met people of all walks of life, ranging from teenagers with their parents and with, you know... Retired folks that were just there that wanted to enjoy the weekend or what you know There was just a a variety of people there for different reasons, you know, and this is gun training This is defense training. So and he was just he was I, I was really honestly impressed by the article because he wasn't trying to demonize anybody and That's the problem is that we have too many people that are looking at this from the outside in yeah. without ever taking an opportunity to really understand a person thinking on this. Because truth be told, there are a lot of Democrats that own guns. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. You and I spoke about this last week. There was situations in which there were riots, and there was a guy going around parading with his AR-15 trying to bash in car windows of people that were trying to get through traffic. Do you remember you brought that up about the— Yep. So that right there, that's an irresponsible use of gun ownership to an end. So that person should have their, <laughs> their license revoked or their guns re, you know, taken from them, and they should be put in jail. Absolutely. So that just goes to show is that when you are responsible, and that's the thing is that we're taking the irresponsible people and we're taking that small group of irresponsible people and we're, we're basically labeling everybody as irresponsible people. So that's nanny stateism that goes yeah. on. And, yeah. and to our point, you know, what we're building on here with regards to, you know, what the purpose of the Second Amendment is in that in that context is that when the when the state gets to a point where it says it has enough reason to be afraid of its citizens to the point that it needs to restrict their ability and to defend them. themselves yeah. and disarm them. And then you start to go the second step further and you start to restrict their free speech because, well, they're now using more hate speech than they did before or everything that we don't agree with is now categorized as hate speech, whether it be religious speech or political speech or just any speech in general Absolutely. that we don't agree with. Then you have then you have a nanny state that, you know, let's go V for Vendetta. We, we're back at V for Vendetta where we've got... The fascist state that is trying to control you. So Antifa, if you want something really to go after, then you should be promoting Second Amendment rights because yeah. it's the only fucking way that you're going to be able to guarantee that some and some fascist nation doesn't take control. Yeah. So it's a protection for the right and the left.
0: And that's an, that's another great point is that the Second Amendment applies to everyone equally. Sorry, we're it,
1: trying to cut down on the f-bombs so that more wait, people are <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're
0: we're we're trying, but it but it's 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 um it's not it's it's yeah. No
1: more saying cuss
0: words. <laughs> <laughs> but um no, we we are trying to clean up clean up the language a little bit, but um to your point, the the second amendment applies equally to everybody. And that's why I mean there there's been a just like the first amendment. There's been a few Instances where the Second Amendment has been applied that weren't great, like the very first Supreme Court case. It was in 1876. I can't remember the the, the case law, but it was essentially they were trying to disarm the KKK. Okay. And the KKK uh, sued sued Alabama or Kentucky. I can't remember what it, wherever it was. Sued the state because the state was trying to restrict their ability to to bear arms because of their political viewpoints, and they the KKK won, um, which y- you could make arguments for, but I uh, but I get their reasoning because as much as I disagree with the KKK, the same reason why I would defend their right to free speech, the same reason why I would defend their right to bear arms, their their yep. right to to. To defend themselves.
1: So, again, it comes back to that whole thing is that they have the right to believe what they believe, even though it's gross to us shit. Yeah. Um, Oh, sorry. More curse words. Uh, (laughs) They have a right to believe what they believe. They have a right to bear arms. What they don't have a right to do is use that right to bear arms to harm people that they're.
0: Yeah. Or, or use their rights to infringe upon other exactly. people's
1: rights. So, and that's that's the underlying piece. And you have to make it that broad. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people... People don't like broad the broadness of the Constitution with regards to some of these laws. But the problem is, is for everybody to be able to play in the same sandbox, you have to have broad... Yes. ...broad rules, you know, governing what's allowed and what's not allowed, you know, within that context. So, it's, you know... Susie, John, and Bobby and Thomas and, you know, whoever can play in that sandbox, can can say whatever they want in that sandbox. They can play with whatever toys they want in that sandbox, but the moment they start throwing sand in each other's eyes is the yeah. moment one of them gets taken out of and the sandbox.
0: You know, that's a good that's a good point. That leads me to another point is we we say that the Second Amendment is there to protect the first because the second or the first amendment guarantees you the right to say things that are unpopular. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to, you're, you may piss some people off and you might have to use the second amendment to defend yourself because you used the first amendment. Now within reason, you've yeah. also said there's things called fighting words. Yeah. There's defamation, there's slander, there's all kinds of carve outs. Yeah. So you can't, you can't call somebody the N word and then shoot them when they try to, beat the shit out of you because you have you were the provocateur well it's like i look at the situation in waco texas yes
1: there's been you know we're what's that 93
0: yeah 93 92 93 something around so right, janet, right in that janet
1: reno was the attorney general yes. at that yep. time it made the call that they were going to invade essentially yep. so the the more of the story that came out over the last couple of years and just how and of course chipman Yep. that that oh, p- that piece so of crap So he dodged a bullet there. Yeah, that piece of crap. I'm glad he didn't get it anywhere we near the ATF. Bullet. Yep. But um anyways, long story short, you know, they the story as it progresses, you start to find out that they weren't ready to fight. There was no intention to fight. In fact, most of the even though David Crash was out of his mind, absolute nut job. Even though he was out of his mind, he wasn't promoting violence up until a point where I think they shot somebody.
0: Yep, they shot so somebody inside the compound,
1: the, and it started the whole thing. Uh, so basically, it was the FBI in that whole situation that started the whole mess. Yep. So they could have de-escalated it. There, there could have been, there could have been some ground, you know, common ground there. They could have spoken to one another. They could have reasoned with one another. Whatever, you know. But it turned into a violent mess because the FBI jumped the gun.
0: And there's a lot of literally there's a lot of arguments that could be made on the tactics that were used and yeah. all that stuff. But on the basis that I think you're trying to make is that had had their Second Amendment rights been honored and you know, proper channels were gone through, warrants were gotten, so on and well, so forth. Well they killed kids yeah. as a result yeah. of it. Because because of the tactics that they used, they tried to gas them. That they, they crashed through the walls with the tank and, and and released gas into the atmosphere that turned out to be very flammable when concentrated.
1: I would say that they did more harm. Oh sure. By doing what they did than what they were expecting was going to have a, yeah you know happen as a result of Absolutely. what Koresh
0: was doing. It had had Koresh and those folks, you know, by all intents and purposes, had they been left to their own accord. Certainly the violence level wouldn't have happened. Now, the arguments could be made that there were underage marriages well, yeah. happening and there was some illegal stuff going on. Pursue those things in the proper yeah, channels. it's
1: not to the negate the wrong that was in that. Because Absolutely. we all, again, like I said, David Koresh was out of his mind. Nut job. And, you know, we know that he was basically using these girls, sure. these underage girls, as his plaything, essentially. So there was there was precedent there to go after him, but not enough not precedent to justify killing almost. Exactly. I forget how many people died. Dozens.
0: In the- I mean, it, it too many. Yeah, too many. We'll put it that way. But you know, it, it can be said there. There's other ways that that could have. I get what they they had to they had to try and put a stop to what was going on but there were better ways to do it is yeah. is i guess what we're getting at um so but that was a that's an extreme case of when and 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 again i guess that highlights again why we why we have to have the second amendment because otherwise i mean i would say that's pretty fucking tyrannical yeah Having, having a government agency just just barrel into your house with a tank.
1: Now, granted, there were, I think, if I'm not mistaken, there were agents that were involved in that situation that recognized publicly, have already recognized publicly at this point that there was a lot of wrong that was sure. done in that situation. So it's not to demonize every single person that was involved no. in that situation. Um, we here believe in reading between the lines, so we understand that. I hey, said it. Hey, I said it. Do I get a dollar for every time I say? <laughs> but um, it's like the swear jar. But yeah. um, anyways, the point is, is that we recognize that there there were definite wrongs that were happened that people regretted after it happened. But still, the to your point, you know, there might be a day in time when a government pushes forward with something with like that and doesn't regret it. Yes. That's the whole point. Is that when you have a government agency or government in general that's acting on under some premise?
0: Oh, and it wasn't until 20 years later, yeah, that they took responsibility oh, yeah. for it after it had already be, been declassified and yep. videos were leaked and yep. and interviews were had. It wasn't until their and it wasn't until they were uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it wasn't until they were caught with their pants down until exactly. they until oh I'm sorry this was so bad. It wasn't like they're like, you know what? After after we reviewed this stuff, it, it does appear like we were wrong. Yeah, no, that's not how it went. It was it wasn't until they were exposed that they're like, oh, I'm sorry.
1: They did have an interest. Did you watch that movie on Koresh? Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Uh, the character that John Leguizamo plays, which is the FBI agent yeah. that actually infiltrated them yep. and how he tried to stop. He it. tried He's to like, stop that the, whole they're situation. Not, these
0: aren't dangerous people. Yeah. You know.
1: But and then they but just they just ignore rode it. through. But that's I mean that, that again goes back to the whole point is that you know, there there's a reason for the Second Amendment, there's a reason why it allows us to defend ourselves, because if there is a situation in which the government is just riding in on their white horse, you know, pretending like they're here to save us and in reality they're just here to harm us, there's there's gotta be a last recourse. And that's the ultimate thing to remember is that in self defense and in defense against the the government, if it should ever become in the, our terms tyrannical, is that it should always be a last-ditch yeah. defense. It's yep. not the first thing that you go no. to. and Which leads me to situations in which, like, there have been situations where militias were groups that have di- identified themselves as militias because in my estimations, a real militia, as per legal terminology, doesn't apply to the p- groups that are just, like, white nationalists, you yeah. know, like the ones that are out there to... You know they're training like American History X type yeah. of mentality you can, type you stuff. You can
0: call yourself a militia, and and by by legal standards, it's a militia, but there has to be like the ideology makes a big difference too, like defense of
1: state, yeah, defense of personal rights versus yeah. like I'm a white. Yeah. guy or I'm a black guy and I don't like white people or I'm a white guy and I don't yep. like black people or Jewish people you yep. know that's not that's not an argument that's no. not justification
0: yep. so yeah. but unfortunately like like, like we said those, those types of people also have to have the protections like in the 60s they were trying to take the guns away from the Black Panthers in California exactly
1: which again it goes back to the original argument KKK Black Panthers yep. they have the right yep to defend themselves, whether you or like their ideology or yes. not,
0: they have that right. Um, and you know, uh, uh, hell, one of the reasons why you can't carry guns in a government building is because the Black Panthers took over um, the California Capitol. Yeah, they didn't take over it like in a in a strong arm, violent way. Yeah, but they they marched into the Capitol building with firearms. And they stood there and protested all day long and would not leave. Yeah. And because they had guns, they couldn't make them leave. Yeah. So then they passed a law saying that you can't carry guns in government buildings, and that's where we are today. Yeah. All because of trying to keep the Black Panthers from exercising their rights.
1: Yeah. I think, too, one of the things to point out is with regards to – Exercising that right and making a determination at which point it's good to exercise that right, because I think one of the things that we for we need to remember is that there is a hierarchy of accountability that exists within the country. So I'll give it for instance. Let's say there's a local militia you know, quote unquote quote militia, unquote. you know, whatever you want to call them or whatever their ideology is, yep. whether they're a state sponsored militia, in other words, one that the state recognizes an organized, militia. organized militia, not National Guard, but just, you know, organized militia. But then on the other flip side, a group that identifies themselves as a militia, but is more of like an extremist group for whatever, you know, whatever their extremism is. So let's say that in the context of that county, that they exist The state or the, the municipality deems them as a threat Because of something that they did Illegal or whatever the case be And they send authorities in To address the situation the, the, You know let's say for instance Hypothetically that the authorities are within the right Within the scope of the state law And the constitutional law That they can address the situation that's going on there That's criminal So they go in but then the militia interprets this As an affront to the right Of free speech so to speak and then something erupts out of that. Well, the thing is, is they made a determination to use force yep. against something where they could have probably chosen a recur, a, a recourse, which is appealing to the state courts yep. and then appealing to the supreme courts. And that's that's ultimately what it comes down to is that the the understanding of the Second Amendment in the context of defending a state or the right to militia, the right to defend oneself is understanding that, again, that's a last recourse. Yes. Again, understanding is that there is no body of law within the United States that's willing to hear you. If we get to a point, God forbid, if we ever got to a point in the U.S. where the state courts wouldn't heal hear us, the appellate courts, the state supreme courts, and then going above that, the federal district courts, and then above that, the supreme courts, if we ever got to a point where not just not being heard and being laws being are, or you know there's going to be this, against us used and against and us in a way that is contrary to what the constitution allows so basically if the supreme court starts making judgments that are contrary Just throws to the
0: 4th and 5th amendment out exactly, the window
1: and the and those are justifications yes that is what that is what we are referring to a justification isn't that you are committing a crime in the local government of that municipality yeah. or that that county is deciding that you are against the law or you're acting in a not in accordance to the law. Another
0: good example is again Germany circa 1930s. They start rounding up the Jews. Yes. It's a good time. Yes. to form a militia yes. and and fight against the government. And yes. they when they start doing shit like that that's justifiable.
1: Which which is crazy to think because they didn't have any fighting. Yeah. Like the 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 German populace, and I think a lot of it was due to the fact that they were so economically depressed. Because yeah. you think about it it's like, coming out of World War I, not too many years later, you know, th- that was the whole thing for Hitler coming onto the scene is that he was promoting a strengthening of the country. Yeah. It wasn't so much at that time about going after Jewish people no, and about not the, not the invading beginning. the world. It was about making Germany strong. Who's not going to be gun ho for that? Yep. I, if I live in a country, I want a leader that is smart enough to get us back on our feet economically, and yeah. everybody's going to cheer that person on. Yep. But the moment he starts saying yeah. is that we need to invade Poland and Jewish that's people when are subhumans. Going off the rails. Some time, people should have been like, oh, yeah, it, hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait a wait, minute wait. there. What was, that what you was just Can you said? repeat
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened, though. But by the time he lost his fucking mind, they had already taken the guns away. Yes. They had already taken the rights away. And everybody away. was cheering yep. it as all this was as, happening. As they were taking the rights away. So like, meanwhile, yeah,
1: yeah. let's say the United States gets to an economically depressed station. Let's say a depression hits. Let's say a recession hits. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, um, well, <laughs> Let's say inflation goes out of control. Let's say
1: inflation goes out of control and the only real savior is the government. The government's here to save us and they're going to get us back on our feet. But the only way to do is because places are impoverished and crime is going through the roof. So let's get rid of guns. Yay! let's get rid of guns because we can't defend ourselves, you know, properly. And let's get rid of. You know, free speech, because it's the free speech that's hurting us and allowing people to run around and cause problems in the free market and yep. cause problem. you know, free market, quote, unquote, quote, unquote, you know. So, you know, eventually everybody starts to be superbly happy about accepting things that, you know, come in the package of you no longer have any rights, yep. you know. So everybody's happy to have no rights now because they have a, an all supreme government that knows exactly what the hell they're
0: doing. Yep. And so, then
1: and then the last recourse comes in.
0: And then the final solution yeah, happens. Yeah. And and they flip the switch. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, we're rounding up all the Jews. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wait, wait. <laughs> wait a second. No. We can't do that. Well, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. We got your guns. Yeah. We 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 control the media. So if you try to speak up against what we're doing, we're just gonna call you crazy exactly. and ruin your business and tell and and, and turn all of society against you. And turn and tell them that you're the problem, you're crazy, you're a conspiracy theorist, and you don't know what you're talking so, about. So
1: and it all boils down to and this is the crazy thing to me, is that what we're saying right now in some context of some conversation would be oh that's that's just extremism. That's 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 some kind of conservatism. It is until it is this this is what we're talking about is a defense for the left and a defense for the right. And I think people forget that. Is that a person on the left, a liberal or however you want to describe yourself, a purple fruit loop with
0: whatever or
1: whether you're a right wing dragonfly, a right right wing QAnon, uh, Confederate flag flyer, you know, know, however you want to identify yourself on either end of the spectrum, understand is that you're right defend yourself as a leftist and your right to defend yourself as a rightist is the same right They're that equal. the, the middleist have yeah. to defend themselves from the both yep. of you. So, I mean, you know, we, I think people neglect to see is that, again, it all comes down, free speech, Second Amendment, it applies to both sides. Your right to defend yourself doesn't stop at you being a liberal, doesn't stop at you being a rightist, doesn't stop... Your right to free speech doesn't stop at you being a liberal, doesn't stop at you being a rightist. It applies to all
0: spectrums in between. You know, anecdotally, one of the largest demographics of gun owners are expatriated Chinese citizens. Oh, yeah. People they, that come here for Oh, they love it. Oh, man. <laughs> they spend their first two or three grand on guns. Yeah. Because they've, they've come from a country where... You're not even allowed to say gun. Yeah. You're not even allowed to look at pictures of guns.
1: Well, if you remember the pictures of Tiananmen Square where people have guts enough to defend themselves by standing in front of tanks. Yeah. And then I was thinking even about the Ukraine when just before, was it 2000, is it as recent as 2013, 14, when the pro-Russian government at that time, actually told its military or its paramilitary to use force against unarmed citizens. Yep. And the unarmed citizens, there were like 150 people that were killed. I think actually more than that, but they actually like marched unarmed up the steps, you know, in in metaphorically speaking to their capital to protest this guy because they were in complete opposition to something that he said
0: he had to leave the country.
1: He had to leave the country because yep. he said that they he was going to work on getting them involved in European trade and he trading. The the big the big caveat of him or the big why we elected you, the big piece of his being elected was because he had told the con, the people that he was going to work towards getting them involved in the European Union at least on the level of trading. Trade. And they completely he rescinded that whole thing. He went completely th- 180 on that and people were pissed off about it pissed off enough that they were willing to march on the Capitol unarmed despite the fact that people were being killed day by day you know that that takes balls yep but you know the point of the 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 our founding fathers our founding mothers you know that were involved in that process as well I know everybody says founding mothers yeah Founding fathers. There were a lot of founding mothers that oh, influenced absolutely. Absolutely. our founding mothers or um, influenced our founding fathers to make those decisions, to have those viewpoints on these things. There was a lot involved. And they saw what tyrannical governments were capable of. They had no firsthand. Firsthand. They didn't care if they, you were armed or not. If you posed a threat or you were a nuisance, they had every right to get rid of you like a flea. Yep. They could just flick you off to the side. They gave people the right. To not only stand on their own two feet and say what they say, but they gave them the right to defend what they say. Yep. And that's what it boils down to. It's not just you defending yourself from some other person that's trying to take your life. It's you defending yourself from an organization that's trying to take your life.
0: Well, I I, I picture the that couple in Missouri. The, yeah. That, exactly. you know, yep. the, the mob. Broke down their front gate and were marching on their house. And then they
1: become demonized. They
0: become demonized, but the only recourse they had, they called the cops. The cops weren't and nobody
1: coming. was shot. Yeah. Nobody was hurt. Nope. They were threatened, yep. but that's because they were being threatened. Yep. And it's because they were on private property, yep. which they they pre. What bullshit world do you live in where you can break in on somebody's property and then the property owner gets yep. you know prosecuted for Absolutely. that? Absolutely. That's bullshit.
0: And they did get prosecuted. They would be in they would be in prison today if, if it, wasn't it wasn't for, for the governor. governor.
1: And yep. that's bullshit.
0: Yep. They would Absolute
1: be in prison today. 100% 100% bullshit. Those that supreme that state supreme court, that appellate court that local court, they should be absolutely fucking ashamed of themselves. I'm sorry, we just got demonetized again. But <laughs> they should be absolutely ashamed of themselves for having made a decision contrary to what even state law should have allowed them to do. Yep. It shouldn't have gone because that would have eventually made it to the Supreme Court. Yeah, you know, they They had every right to take that to a federal court, which I'm sure the federal court would have probably overturned it.
0: They should have taken it all the way to the Supreme Court. They should have. That's... Because, because that's crap that that right needs to be it, that right needs to be codified you need to be able to have the right yeah they were brandishing weapons and yeah they were somewhat somewhat irresponsibly kind of waving them around but at the same time these are <clears throat> these were just people i mean they they were lawyers yeah and they 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 were just defending their house they they, they had a very nice house and that there was a lot of looting going on yep. in that neighborhood, and people were firebombing houses. They were throwing Molotov cocktails through windows of people's houses and setting them on fire. So they were they were. Did the people that broke in ever get prosecuted? Nope, I never nothing found. ever happened to any of them. And they had to, they had to break a gate, which is breaking and entering. They had to break a gate to even enter the property. So they were already in the wrong to began If that would have been in Texas. Those people could have shot them and there would have been no, rec- well, yeah. no recourse. Well, there
1: would have been no lawsuit either because there yeah. would have been nobody complaining. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. O- Omerita.
0: Omerta, Dead men tell no tales. So, I mean.
1: But, you know, not to make light of it, but at the same time, it's just, you know, that's absolute crap. And people listening to this podcast need to understand is that's the whole point of it. I know that's a small ins- isolated incidents, But, you know, when you when you excuse those small incidents when you look when you overlook those small incidents they become precedent yep and they become they become the rule by which we gauge everything else because then you'll have one state in this case Illinois that makes the decision that it's okay to let some party break into your property and then prosecute the owners of that property if they try to defend themselves because you have the just you your social justice uh whatever bullshit that they were using as an excuse for doing it gives you the right to do that. No, sorry. Yeah. No, it doesn't give the KKK the right to do that. It doesn't give the black Panthers the right to do that. It doesn't give anybody that subscribes to BLM do that. It doesn't give anybody on QAnon's side the right to do that. Long story short, it gives nobody the right to do
0: any of what was just talked about. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And it it goes back to that, um, that poem, that came out of Ashwitz. I don't know it um, verbatim. Remember,
1: remember the fifth of No, no sorry, no, that's no. the wrong one. <laughs> wrong, wrong one.
0: No, this is the one where it's like something like, first they came after the communists, but I wasn't a communist, so I didn't say anything. Yeah. Then they came after the trade unionists, and because I wasn't a trade unionist, I didn't say anything. And then it, it goes through a bunch of these people, and then eventually it says, and then they came after me, but by the time they came after me, there was no one left to defend me. Exactly. And that's exactly how it yep. happens. You know, you could, you, you could say, yeah, the KKK probably shouldn't have guns. If, if you really want my honest opinion, I don't think they're responsible enough. But if we don't defend them, then they go after them. And then who's next after them?
1: The rules have to be
0: broad. Yeah. And then they go after that person. And then you, by the time it gets down to you, then there's no one left to defend you. So I mean that's what the that's what the second amendment is about. It's but a, that's, it's a collective.
1: But that's why you can't just overlook such... so say if say if somebody from a Black Panthers group or a KKK group does commit a crime, you can't overlook that. You no. can't sugarcoat it. Nope. You have to go at it full hardcore because you yep. have to stand by the standards that you set in the law that's right. that says that is a wrong activity, and that it is That needs wrong. to be applied equally. Yes.
0: If the KKK does something Foolish, as they usually do, they should be prosecuted yes. for that to the fullest extent of the law. Yes, to the and and I'll, I'll even go back to like the I I hate to bring it up because it's kind of embarrassing for conservatives, but January sixth. I agree with those people's right to protest. They absolutely have every right to protest. Yeah. Where they went wrong is when they got violent and broke into the Capitol. Exactly, and they should be they prosecuted. Crossed, they crossed the line, and they should be prosecuted yeah. for crossing that line to the full ex- fullest extent of the law. There should be no, there should be no whole or no punches pulled, so to speak.
1: Yeah, whatever the law <clears throat> was, whatever the law states is the is the sentencing for that kind of activity. Yep. It, 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 my impression, you know, not that they could do this, but my impression always of these whole proceedings is that they're coming up with new sentencing for this situation. Yeah. Because, you know what I mean? I know it's unprecedented because it's never happened before, but we already have laws in the book that already that are, very the, to that this. are very similar. They're very similar. It's not like this. Just because the, the setting was different doesn't yeah.
0: mean that the law applies any differently in this situation. And we need to stop another thing that we need to stop doing is we need to protect our senators and stuff like that but we need to stop treating them as if they're royalty of some kind. Yeah. Not not that you know I want to see anything bad happen to them, but the only reason why January 6th is considered to be bad 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 is because congress people were involved and 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 stuff like that, but they're just people. Yeah. Treat it, treat it the same as if somebody broke into any other uh, any other building where they shouldn't have broken into and acted in a way that they shouldn't have acted to, in any setting. If they would have broken into a grocery store and acted the way that they did, they should be prosecuted yeah. the same way.
1: Well, so. it just goes to show people react differently to situations. That's why the law's there because it's supposed to be the median. Yeah. Y- you know what I mean. It's you know and it you,
0: was it was it was it was designed. The Second Amendment itself was designed to be intentionally intentionally broad and intentionally I don't want to say vague because it's really not vague it's just it's supposed to cover it's supposed to cover a large swath of of ground without saying a lot
1: well I'm gonna just put it in this context and I know we have to sum up here real quick but um, let's say hypothetically speaking that the country did take more of a authoritarian fascist turn let's say that there's a certain extremist right wing influence in the government to the point to where you know suddenly leftist views become the target you know let's say that you're a liberal and suddenly that you're off you're off limits when it comes to the protections of the law so let's say now all the social media platforms you know they're influencing through government means they're influencing social media platforms the target liberal voices and then further on down the road banning they're, their
0: accounts they're
1: banning their accounts and then maybe it gets so extreme to the point to where suddenly liberals and anybody on that side of the spectrum doesn't have a right to defend themselves because we don't trust them because they're terrorists yeah so by that standard you know that's the thing that's why you can't let the right or the left control anything yep because at some point you'll have somebody crazy enough or someone's Crazy enough on either spectrum, and the it, the same it goes for the left. It goes for the right. Is that if you allow the extremes to control the narrative, eventually you'll have it to where uh, you you will find yourself in either a, a communistic world or you'll find yourself in a fascistic world. You know, one of the two. Yeah, you, you know they're they're no different. They're both authoritarian <laughs> governments that don't allow for much of anything right. to happen. You know, outside of the context and the narrative that's approved. So that's why i was saying is that that's why the law is supposed to be blind we always talk about justice being blind we talk about the law being blind the constitution is blind when it comes down you know in a manner of speaking the constitution is very blind the constitution is is one of the things that was brought up sorry i'm backing up here a second but one of the things that was brought up with regards to thomas jefferson is how can the most intelligent of the founding fathers be such an egregious offender of one of the most basic tenets of freedom of speech is that all men are created equal what did that actually mean in Thomas Jefferson's mind in light of the fact that he had 600 slaves that he employed so to speak employed on his property and then had relations with one of them as a result what where you know you know they were bringing up that that whole you know does the wrong negate good you know, type of argument. And it's like in the guy left it. I can't decide that. That's not for me to decide. That's too big of a discussion. But basically, the understanding is, is that in my estimations, whether Thomas Jefferson wrote it with the intent of only looking at Caucasian people as being equal or whatever other groups of people.
0: I don't think he did. I don't think
1: he did, but if he had, it doesn't matter at this point because we understand the Constitution for its wording for what it means. We believe that all men are created equal. All men, whether they're black, green, blue, Jewish, African... Irish, you know, it doesn't matter what the color of the skin is, what the ethnicity, what the culture, what the religion, what the socio-political economic status is, doesn't matter all men are created equal means all men are created equal. And that goes for political standpoints too. So if you're a rightist, you're a leftist, you're a middleist, you're a libertarian, you're an independent, you're a constitutionalist, you're, you know, whatever other spectrum of the political sphere you fall into, the constitution is blind with regards to your political standings and understands one thing, is that you're created equal, therefore you have the right to defend yourself and your right to speech. And I think that's all- All men are created by the, go,
0: you know the thing. (laughs)
1: You know what a thing But you get what I'm saying Is that it's blind And the law is supposed to be blind The law is blind And then if it wasn't blind Then it wouldn't be It wouldn't be a just law Is really what it comes down to So and I And I know it's always a struggle It's always a struggle Within the context of Of litigation To arrive at just laws But that's the whole point Yeah The point is Is to always have enough room To doubt it, to always have enough room to dispute it, because the moment that you exclude that opportunity to 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 uh, to uh, doubt it or to dispute it is the moment that you're living in a different society.
0: And I think as Americans, we 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 always try to think that the best possible recourse, while you want to dial down laws as narrow as you possibly can it's always best to err on the side of freedom. Whenever there's a, whenever there's a question of whether something should be tightened down or not, generally we say, okay, well, you know, in this case, this thing could happen, but it's more of a risk to ban like hate speech is bad. It, it just, it makes people feel bad and so on and so forth. But to ban hate speech, is dangerous because who gets to qualify exactly. what constitutes as hate speech? So The moment
1: you start defining things that you yes. can't
0: define. So we always try to err on the side of freedom so that when the pendulum swings, which we always will in America, we're always going to have that back and forth because it's designed that way. No one party is ever supposed to have all the power, Yeah. and that's the way it's supposed yeah. to be. So when that pendulum swings you can't weaponize what just happened. Uh, So like as, as an example, if you say, okay, well saying, saying, um, saying that all lives matter should be illegal because that's contradict, contradictory to black lives matter. So you shouldn't be able to say that. Well, what if the pendulum swings and now they say, well, you can't say Black Lives Matter because that's antithetical to All Lives Matter, and obviously All Lives Matter. So Black yeah, Lives Matter exactly. is bad. So, so the pendulum yeah, swings. You, exactly. You could you could keep going back and forth, and so instead, what you say is, you can say Black Lives Matter. You can say All Lives Matter, and let's just agree to disagree. Yeah. That's what we do in America. And,
1: and well, that's the hope the hope the hope is is that people can get to a point where they're just okay we're never gonna agree on this so let's just go our
0: separate ways so anyway
1: hey keep that going I was getting into that
0: There goes our copyright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I think that's a good um place to start. Long, long you can find us on Facebook Between the Lines. You'll find us on Twitter at the BTL Podcast. Yeah. We're on Reddit at the yeah. BTL Show. And the BTL community. Ooh. You can find us on YouTube, Between the Lines. Hey. Mm. <laughs> I'm just
1: making very uh
0: so um, next week is Memorial Day, so yep. we're, we're probably going to be taking the weekend off yep. for Memorial Day. So um, <clears throat> enjoy your weekend. Uh, don't blow your fingers off with fireworks. <laughs> uh, enjoy your Second Amendment rights. And if you to do blow arms. your fingers off, make sure that it was a good firework. work. And remember remember to thank a veteran. Um, yeah. thank a veteran for your right to free speech yep. and your right to bear arms because without those veterans uh, we wouldn't have those rights yep. um, so make sure that you pull someone aside and, and thank them for their service uh, for Memorial Day we are very big supporters of uh, military first responders uh, police here at between the lines and, and we just want to thank um, thank anyone who served or is currently serving Um, and provided us the the freedom to do what we're doing um, and have a podcast that means nothing um, and put it out on the internet uh, for nobody to listen to yeah there you go Um, but we have that freedom and we're very thankful for it so uh, make sure that you thank a veteran um, on Memorial Day Um, hopefully the weather stays nice when we come back um, we'll, we'll probably have a palate cleanser type of uh, Podcast where we'll just do something and then we we do want to keep going um, through the amendments and and the uh, the bill of rights and so on and so forth. But some of them some of them can get dry, uh, so we're 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 going to try and break them up a little bit so that it's not like reading rainbow.
1: Yeah, we try not to just focus strictly on the facts of how things came about because you know a lot of people do that and yeah. it can get dry after a while. I mean, it I mean it's interesting. I mean it's not can, it that is not interesting,
0: interesting but. but. But we we also, we're self-aware. So um, at any rate, again, that's Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash PA Between the Lines. We're on Twitter at the BTL podcast. We're on Reddit, the BTL show, and we have a Reddit community, BTL podcast. We're now on YouTube. This will probably be the first YouTube video. Uh, So thanks for uh, tuning in and watching that. Tune Um, in to our My Only fans. (laughs) we, We don't know. Uh, we, don't, we don't. No, we don't do that. We don't have that we yet. We don't have it on. Why not? Vince. No, we don't do that. We don't but do that.
1: We're missing a demographic. Uh, I mean,
0: I, we could be. Um, the video quality, <laughs> the video quality will eventually get better. Um, we're we're working with what we have, um, so we apologize for the poor video quality. It will get better as we uh, learn what we're doing here. Um, as the, I mean, the audio got better. We yeah. We used to have really shitty audio. Yeah, and we did. The audio's gotten better, so. Uh, The video will get better as well. So um, until next time, uh, everybody just keep a cool head. Um, Remember to, um, you know, follow the laws wherever you're at. Um, Just be decent human beings. Uh, And I suppose until next time, just take care of yourself and each other. Bye. Bye.